Welcome to ComTrack, where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. I'm your host, Tim Lifite, and I am here tonight with another special guest, Nick Bowman. Yo, what's up? And he is from his own podcast, and I'm going to let, you know, you uh, kind you of introduce... Promo myself oh, right please, there. dude. Self-market, yes. Merchant- merchandising, the key to... The, the where the real <laughs> money from the podcasting comes. <laughs> yes, good old space balls. Um, yeah, uh, like you said, my name is Nick Bowman. I host a podcast called Nikki B's Movie Corner. You can basically find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever podcasts are available. Check it out. And uh, yes, Tim, thank you so much for joining me as we are talking about the Han Solo movie. Yeah, it's Star Wars month for for us here at Comtrack because. I just got back from Star Wars Celebration, the biggest Star Wars binge of my life, uh, and I thought, you know, it would be really cool since, you know, May the 4th be with you, and uh, speaking of which, this is going live on May the 4th, so May the 4th be with all of you listeners out there, you know, all three of you. May the 4th be with all of you. With all three of you. Oh, you're <laughs> actually putting this out on May the 4th? Totally, dude. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, um, uh, and I figured, you know, why stop be there? Be sure to look out for that. Yeah, why stop there? Let's like let's do all the as many Star Wars movies as I can. So today we're doing Solo, and uh, next week we're gonna be doing the other Star Wars anthology movie. Cause like just for future reference, people, I'm not gonna do the original Star Wars films like the OG, like Star Wars Empire and Return of the Jedi. I'm not gonna do those because. A, those movies have already been talked about to death, and I really don't feel like contributing to them because I've been doing that all my life. And people, are, like people, mostly friends and family, are already kind of pissed off. Like, then this cat ever stop like talking about Star Wars? He won't shut the fuck up about <laughs> Star Wars. Um, so, and that, and because there's like ten trillion different types of versions of uh, the original trilogy out there. There's the original trilogy, like the original theatrical cuts. There's the, uh, the 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 despecialized that Harmony did. There's the uh, 1997 special edition. There's 2004 special edition. There's the Blu-ray edition. And also, I think it's just been covered by so many. Yeah, other there's. I mean, just fan versions. Yes, fan so. versions from all around the world. So it's just like, yeah. how do you do that? You can't with the format of the show. Like, you just really can't uh, do something like that unless you be really specific. Like, this is the 1997 special edition. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. Not everyone has access to that, so I'm not doing any of the original trilogies, but. Since there's no special editions of the uh, the Disney the Disney movies and the prequel movies and the spinoffs, like those are fa- all fair game. Totally, we can talk dude. about those as much as we um, want. Sadly, though, I'm just going to be frank with you right now. I'm not doing the holiday special. It is. I've seen it. I think you should absolutely do the holiday. Special. I don't know if I can with a lo- <laughs> without a lot more alcohol because it is <laughs> yes, fucking. We're gonna have to get yes. We're gonna have to get. Yeah, we're gonna have to get pretty. Pretty shit faced to yes, get through it, dude. Because like I'm not making it up, dude. Like I've seen that mo- that thing twice, and it is fucking boring. Like Which really, is why you should absolutely do it on this show. <sighs> I I'm I might have to like way down the line. Like just, we have to, we just truly have to expose the Star Wars if I'm gonna do, special to everybody look, so they truly understand what it is. Look, if I'm gonna do that, you can't. It's one of those things like you can't describe. You can't 
fully describe what the, exactly the Star Wars holiday special is without sitting someone down and having it witness having them witness it themselves. That is a really you know good. What I mean, no, no, you're totally got a good point. But like, a like for the same reason, I'm not going to do the. It's original. like one of those things, like the room. You know what I mean? It's like it's one of those things where it's like no, the room, the, the room is entertainingly bad. Oh, but, but you get what I'm saying. Like it's one of those things. Where, like, have you seen the room? And then you ask, then they ask you what it's about, and you're like, you'll see. That's what the Star Wars holiday special is. Um, no, like, because the holiday special, like I said, is fucking boring it's not even entertaining on like a uh um a bad level like appearance by jefferson airplane no like i was just like waiting for their number to wrap up because that was like one of the few times where i'm like god jefferson airplane sucks um so and apologies to any no 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 dude i love me some jefferson airplane but right there and then i'm like this sucks especially like it wasn't even like a good 70s music video like the dude the lead singer i forget his name he uh, he looked like he was he was uh, sucking on a, uh, a a lightning dildo. Like the microphone was glowing and it was just like hitting the camera wrong and the uh, the, the bootlegs over the years have not done that any justice. Yeah. Uh, so like holiday special, I'm probably not gonna do. Also because like because it's bootleg, there's no like f- actual finite weight because there's the dozen different versions of the bootleg out there. Some in varying quality, some with the commercials, some without. So. Like that's that's a tough one to do. So not just because it's so bad, but because I get it. Yeah. yeah. Um however I am thinking about doing Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor. You should do the if, Okay, if you're not going to do the Star Wars holiday special, at least those, do the standalone. Ewok those I will films. gladly do. At least at, do the standalone. It's Ewok not going to be part of this month. Uh this month we're doing Solo today. Uh next week is going to be Rogue One. Uh, after that, it's going to be uh, Revenge of the Sith because I've got a, f- uh, a really good close friend of mine and a former podcaster right. coming on um, for a special Versus episode. And then uh, another Versus episode that a lot of people has been divided over, Last Jedi. So, yeah, that's going to be uh, this month's finale. So I spoiled all, pretty much your entire month contract month uh, ahead of time. But uh, enough about like the contracting level. Let's actually talk about the movie we are here today for Solo. Um, first All right. Im- yeah. First impressions of the movie before we begin. And by the way, folks, if any of you newcomers there, if you don't want to hear us bullshit for like 10, 15 minutes, and you're like, get start the movie already. Just like uh, go to the description below. There's a uh, a sync button where uh, it starts literally the second we start the movie. So if you don't want to hear us bullshit for like 10, 20 minutes. Just hit the sync button below and get started on the fucking movie already. So, that said, uh, uh, what, what was your first impression of this movie, Nick? Just just boring. Just overtly boring and just such... I mean, I was, I was really attested to the fact that we really didn't need a Han Solo standalone film anyway. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's just... Bring me a Fett movie. Yes, bring, <laughs> yes, bring a Boba Fett, which we are getting that apparently with the... No, we're not. It's we're not, not. It's not Boba Fett. Is totally just. It's a character literally called the Mandalorian. Oh right. Okay. I yeah. thought the. I thought Boba Fett would be. No. Be in, no. Okay. The, Kathleen right. Kennedy herself. I was at Celebration, dude, in like uh, Celebration Chicago, uh, and she said specifically, "Yeah, the Boba Fett movie is not happening as of now." I also think that. So I also think this movie doesn't disappoint doesn't just disappoint as just a Star Wars themed movie. I think it just disappoints as a space western. Yeah. You know what I mean? Honest like, trailers not... Honest trailers had the best alternate title for this, Cowboy B-flop. Exactly. <laughs> 
Oh, because this movie, I remember like I remember nobody was going to see this. Last yeah, because okay, we now just to specify, neither of us have seen this um, except for when we. First this went is to the go... second time I'm seeing this yeah, movie. Same, same. I have only seen this, but yeah. Uh, you saw it once in the theater. I saw it once in the theater. I didn't. I, saw, even... I think I, I think it may have been, and this is very fairly rare for a Star Wars movie. I think I saw this like the weekend after it came out. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. I don't totally. Think, I don't think, if I remember right, I don't think I saw this the weekend it came out. No, which is which rare, for dude. Same, for for, for, <laughs> for a Star, Star Wars, Wars movie, fan, yeah, like just, that's yeah, that's unheard of. Um, oh, it's also unheard of. Because I to... just I just wasn't dragging myself to be like. Like, yeah, I was excited to see Solo. I was like, okay, I guess no. I'll see how this is. <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, no, that's like a real first because you never heard of a I movie. I actually wanted to like this. So did I wanted to like this a lot. I wanted to be. I wanted to go in and be like, okay, let's see what this is because I I wasn't totally impressed with the trailers. Mm-hmm. I wasn't totally impressed, and then I thought, okay, well maybe the trailers just suck. Nope. <laughs> Cause I was, and I was wrong. I was just hoping to be, like, you know, pleasantly surprised. Like, that was my expectation, or the highest expectation that I was having. Because well, I didn't go see it opening uh, weekend either. Like, that's that's unheard of. Like, Unhe- not, yeah. not not see, a Star Wars fan not seeing a Star Wars movie in theaters opening weekend, opening day even. Like, Star Wars fans are rapidly trying to be yeah, here opening, like, the, opening the day, first yeah. show. Like we're not even there for the first weekend, or or the first week. We went to see it I remember later. The theater was like I'm like super like I remember but, certain things. Just like, no, that's that's bringing up my second point. The other thing that's unheard of of a Star Wars movie is you forget the movie by the time you get home from the theater. Well, not only that, but just like, I remember certain movie theater experiences. Like I remember seeing Force Awakens, theater was packed. Yeah, I remember seeing just a few days ago Avengers Endgame. Yeah, uh, theater was packed. Yeah. And for this Star Wars movie, when I went to see it, it was probably one of the smaller theaters in the, you know what I mean? Like, it probably yeah. wasn't, it was one of the smaller theaters, pretty spaced out. And I remember just looking around going, this is not how it should be for a Star Wars movie. Uh, this isn't a Star Wars yeah. movie. <laughs> this mean, is a uh, a two-hour Wikipedia page to put to film. <laughs> and the Wikipedia <laughs> wow, page, okay. and it's an alternative Wikipedia page. It's not the one we even read in on uh, Wikipedia. Uh, the Star Wars Wikipedia, if you will, um, but yeah, I you know I I didn't even pay to go see Solo because the thing was like one of the delin- because I'm such a stupid ass rebel delinquent at heart. Um, I went to go pay. <laughs> I paid. I, what I love to do, especially in my high school days, because you know you're strapped for cash constantly. I go pay for one movie that I want to really see, and I try to time it with another showing that day and as soon as that movie's over i just walk over to the other theater <laughs> and go see, and make it a double feature day uh two movies literally for the price of one so i took uh, my girlfriend uh katie uh went to go see deadpool 2 which is out at the time paid to go see that had a ball in time oh yeah and we hiked down over to solo and we're like fuck dude i am so glad i paid for deadpool 2 instead of this pile of shit did you walk in literally as solo was starting uh yeah like like right like right as the uh uh actually we walked in um it was uh, uh right during the opening uh chase sequence like okay sure. so i missed like maybe 5 minutes um, but great. Much, but no, okay. I, 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 although interestingly enough, I was kind of pissed that I missed the opening five minutes. Cause apparently in the first five minutes, like there's like this whole controversy of like no 
text or or the weird text or the lack of a crawl or lack of thereof of a crawl. Mm-hmm. So, but I went to go back and watch that. And now I officially have seen the entire movie. But uh, yeah, this movie, like, um, what the hell, guys? Because we never asked for this. And weirdly enough, like, in addition I, to I it, don't, yeah, in addition to it being really bland, like. You know you're really in trouble when Han Solo himself is the blandest character in your Han Solo movie. That was one thing that was completely sacrilege to me. I was yeah. like, okay, if if this movie disappoints on the le- on the least bit level, just make Alden Ehrenreich the Han, not the Han Solo we know and love, obviously, but make it, you know, make it, you know, mm-hmm. just make him a char- make him the charismatic Han Solo, and it wasn't even that. No, no. Instead, we got this. Very, very uh, strange. It mess. reminded me of like it reminded me if they were did like a Han Solo t- TV series on like the WB or something like that. Oh, you know what I mean? Like it reminded me of like say like say like they put out like say like remember that when they did like a long time ago there was like a young Indiana Jones TV yes. show. Yes, it reminded me of that. Okay, but not and in I, a good way. No, 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 no not in a good way. Because, <laughs> No, not in a good way, obviously, but, like, say, like, the WB was, like, and we're making a TV show about the young Han Solo days, and hey, hey you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it kind of felt like to me, it, only on a grand scale. Uh, with a bigger budget, you mean. <laughs> like, I could have seen them back in the day if they would have done a Han Solo TV series where you learn about Han Solo's backstory and you separate it throughout a series, but not a... <laughs> I don't think we need a movie about that. No. As a matter of fact, I'm much more interested in the Lando Calrissian movie. Because oh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover's the man. Holy shit. I just is... am a huge Donald Glover fan anyway. He, well, yeah, he's a great uh, great actor. But as Lando, great actor, great, him, great actor, great musician. When you watch him as Lando, hold, you're hold. just like, dude, this is totally the pimp Lando, young Lando that we were thinking about. When we, he's the best know, part of the movie. Yeah, dude. We, we'll get into that more, obviously, when the movie's when we're watching the movie. Well, maybe. Why, how about we go ahead and start the movie? Yeah, let's I go feel ahead like and start this. Talk, talk yes. long enough. So, <laughs> for you folks back home, you pull out your, pull out your uh, Blu-ray, put out your Amazon Prime or Hulu, whatever the fuck you're watching it on, and uh, cue wherever the, movie the kids up. are watching this. Yes, cue the, cue the movie up because we are about to hit play in five, four, three, two, one, cue. And there's Lucasfilm logo. Coolest part of the movie is that yeah. Lucasfilm logo. Yeah, I do like the new Lucasfilm logo. I'm not I do too. Lie. I do too. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, then we got a long time ago, Galaxy Far, Far Away. Second coolest part. Need that on every fucking Star Wars movie ever. Uh, and now we get the... It is a lawless time. Yeah, this weird bit here, which is... You know, it's really interesting. They just don't go right into a crawl. Like, I don't know. How do you feel about this? It's almost as if, like, a Star Wars knockoff movie is trying to copy just, like, a crawl in some way. Oh, no, this isn't a crawl somewhat, but just trying to explain the backstory somewhat. Yeah. It almost um, just kind of feels like that. I don't know how I feel about this because, like, you might as well be doing a crawl. But then again, if you do a, a crawl is too associated with the actual episodes of the saga. Yeah. And not these spinoffs, which is why Rogue One worked because it just cut to that. Um, the Rogue, Rogue One, one didn't have drop. anything explaining it right before. Yeah, well, you didn't really need to because no, 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 you know no. the story is <clears throat> a lot better. Yes, it and there is. we have our young Here Han Solo j- carjacking, which I'm gonna not, I'm not gonna lie, this is exactly what I would have pictured a young Han Solo to be doing, just 
kayaking cars and whatnot. Oh yeah, I I, I definitely <laughs> agree with that. And he then here we get yeah. our title drop coming up right here, and there it is. Solo. Uh, which is interesting. This is the first Star Wars movie with the title drop, and it's not in space. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and Rogue it actually, was, yeah. and it even has a Star Wars story. And there's the fucking dice, the fucking dice that are jerked off so much in this movie. Like, they just try to interject so many fan service look, things that don't help. Look, um, don't I, I thought the dice worked well enough in Last Jedi because it was just yeah. sort of there. But the thing was, like, it's almost you, like it's almost do you like even they were remember like... the dice in the original trilogy? I mean, not unless I, I am I'm totally not, picking it out. I am not making it up. I've gone back and watched the the original trilogy. They are in it for about it's not one of those three. That... They are in it for two shots tops. It's not one of the, it's one of those things where it's like if I go and look for it, you know what I mean. Like if I go and look for it, then I'll probably find it. But it's not one of those things where it's like oh, it's right there. No, nope. so, yeah. But like he said, it's only like in there like a handful of times. Yep. So now here we have uh, Han Solo going to uh, uh, Proxima's uh, base with and Kira with a love Poor interest. Amelia Clark. Which yeah, this is Poor Amelia Clark. I just is I don't her? think that she. I think she's. I mean. We all love her on Game of Thrones. Yeah, oh, we dude, all love, totally. We all love her as Khaleesi, but I feel like as far as her film career goes, she hasn't really gotten that one film that has been... Like an actual movie. Yeah, she hasn't really... Terminator did not do her any favors. I've don't even get started on Jenny, Jenny Smith. Uh, <laughs> that's why I like to call it Terminator Jenny Smith. Uh, but... But even in that, too, just like as a young Sarah Connor, she hasn't really gotten the film that really shows exactly what she's capable of yeah 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 she tries doing this nerd she tries shit. it's just like well and she's good in this movie don't get me wrong oh, she's, but oh she's fine i'm not I saying just, that she, she did i don't a bad care job. for the i don't care for the point of her character because you're like wait han solo's got a love interest that's not right because leia's gonna where's this going i don't know this is dumb uh also you know what really undermines me here uh han solo here he feels way too old for the situation that he's in. Because you notice there's like a lot of kids running around. Like they're booting scraps and whatnot. And they're I'd, trying to I'm, collect I'll stuff. I'll probably say, I mean, I don't know how old Alden Ehrenreich is. But well, I'm no, but this, this sequence would work a lot better if Han Solo was a little boy. Because there's, okay. there's literally... Okay. There's literally... No, okay. really. Think about it. There's like tons of children gathering junk for this uh, this crime boss offering protection. You're about to see her merging out of the water right, right here. Right, right, right. Um... And like they're all kids and whatnot, and I think that's it'd be good actually yeah, a lot more interesting. It'd actually be a lot more interesting because like Han Solo is like a boy, like a twelve-year-old or a thirteen-year-old jacking cars. Like that's young Han Solo, but instead that's like we, a little punk kid. Like, but right here when it's like an adult, trouble. you're like this kid. This guy's like way in over his head. Like he shouldn't be. He shouldn't have trouble at this age. Han Solo shouldn't have trouble at at this age of uh, Han Solo, he shouldn't have like trouble like that. But as like thirteen year old Han gone Solo, through everything yeah, dude, like he's, like you he, he were like, saying, he should be more experienced at this level. It yeah. feels like he's too old to be like jacking cars. Yeah, like at, uh, it, like you said when you mentioned uh, young Indiana Jones, they had the smarts to make young Indiana Jones young. Yeah, Indiana I mean, Jones. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen any episodes of that series. The only reason, but from what I remember, it was like he was like fourteen or something, right? Mm-hmm. 13, 14? Yeah, dude, and the only reason why we call him young Han Solo is because Harrison Ford's fucking ancient. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm willing to, I'm willing to bet that he's that he's probably the same age 
as how old Harrison Ford was in a new in, hope in a new hope. Yeah. I'm willing to bet. Doesn't I mean, work here. Does it? No, it doesn't. It just seems like a young Han Solo movie. It just feels, yeah. Also, it just we, doesn't feel like that. Can we take a moment to look at the cinematography here? It's really bad. It's really dark. Like that's, I can't that's hardly see anything. Well, that's, that's the whole thing throughout the movie. Like, and it's not just like, um, through your TVs or whatnot. Even in the theater, I'm like, oh god, it's kind of hard to see this stuff here. It's one of those things. Yeah, it's like, oh, and this. What is going on? Han Solo faking a thermal detonator with a rock is one of the least Han Solo things I've seen, and that's not even the most least Han Solo thing in this movie. But we'll get to that. And even to this, like this shot right here where it burns to be in the light, I feel like is a uh, jarring. Would look like looks like a mock xenomorph. Well, no, it, it to me like the fact that those creatures are like nocturnal and are like scared of light or whatnot. I feel like is a fitting metaphor for this movie's cinematography. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's so dark you can't hardly see anything um well for most of it like not all of it but. i do wonder because i know that um throughout the like i wonder like because they changed directors yes right phil that, lord and Mil phil, phil lord and chris, chris miller, miller were supposed to direct it before and then they, the, they then we'll see the and then they got fired mid-production yeah by kathleen kennedy i kind of want to see their movie instead. i absolutely <laughs> want to see their movie i love lord and miller but I often wonder, like, how much of the movie is theirs and how much of the movie is Ron Howard's? Uh, according to IMDb, I actually looked this up beforehand, 20% is uh, Phil and uh, Lords. Uh, Miller and Lords. 20% of it is Phil and yes. Lords and like, uh, the rest 80 is Ron Howard's? Yes. Uh, Ron Howard re reshot, uh, filmed and reshot combined, 80% uh, of the movie. Now, according to the Directors Guild of America, you need 90% of the footage in order to get directorial Absol credit. Yeah. But they compromise by saying Ron Howard gets director, and uh, and I love Miller, Ron Howard. Well, and Miller and Lord get exec producer credit, so that's where they kind of drew the line. I love Ron Howard, though. I mean, like, I just, I just feel like that this wasn't. I feel like he was. I don't know. I just feel like this wasn't a project he was capable of doing. I think he was. It's just like he had like a real thankless job for it. Yeah. We still had good moments like this. Oh yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of cool. Like, and plus the droid costume is really cool. I shouldn't say that. Production design. Is I mean, actually... I shouldn't say that. Ron Howard's a very capable director. At this yes, point. totally. I shouldn't say that. Um, although, do you know who their Otherwise, second choice yeah. was? Who was Joe Johnston? Joe Johnston, who worked on the models of the original Star Wars, okay. plus he did Captain America and the Rocketeer. So, like, and that could also could've... Jurassic Park three. Uh, we don't. Let's uh, let's just focus on the good movies of Joe, Joe Johnston. He did the first Jumanji. Leave him alone. He did the first <laughs> Captain America. Yes, he did. That's what I pointed out. Yeah, so, a... Joe Johnston would have been a good choice too. But either way, we're stuck with Ron Howard. So they're going through this chase here, and you know what's really cool is like the production design. Like oh, I yeah, actually this is very this is very well. Yeah. I like the uh, the speeder look, and I um even though like the, again they're jerking, they're really having a hard, this whole movie is an advertisement for Han Solo's dice. Which, sad to say, it totally worked on me. I have a pair in my truck. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like one of the things like, oh, this well, movie was disappointing. To ah, be, that kind of worked on me, though. Yeah, it did, but not necessarily for the reason. Like, again, you go back to the original trilogy, I shit you not, there is one 
two tops uh, shots of the movie with the dice in it in the original trilogy. I know. It's one of those things where you have to look for it. Well, because apparently the story behind the dice are, uh, it was like a nod to George Lucas and uh, American Graffiti and his racing car days and whatnot. Right, 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 um, right. And they were going to put that in Millennium Falcon, but uh, like a couple days into shooting, someone stole it. And they just never replaced it because they're like, fuck it, we got a movie to make. This is a busy movie. We can't, we can't like wait around for the fucking dice prop. We got to move on. Um, and Empire and Jedi, they just never bothered like re- like replacing it. And it wasn't until like you know, um, some keen-eyed uh, probably JJ is looking at the old movies and like, let's bring back the dice and whatnot. And so they did. Because JJ's one of those. Like... <clears throat> and now Disney's like that and like, oh shit, we can make that a toy. And you know, and they di- and they made this movie and oh, it's like a whole right. fucking. Han Solo has dice. Yeah. yeah. So true. so as a as a hardcore fan who grew up with movies and scrutinized the movies like every minute frame. Because seeing the dice. That was one the... of those things because, like, I don't. Re- I, I mean, we keep saying this over and over again. I don't remember looking for the dice in the original trilogy. I remember them being there. I actually. I remember, remember them being there, but I don't remember saying, like, oh, that's that's totally what makes Han Solo's because he's got. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. This is what this movie hinges on. It's like, that's why Han Solo's a badass because he's got the dangling dice and whatever he no, drives. No, it's, it's not just the dice, it's all of his accessories. Yeah. When later in this movie, when he gets his blaster, it's like really ceremonious and whatnot. And um, this whole movie is an advertisement for Han Solo accessories: his ship, his his blaster, his dice. Like, sh- fuck, dude. A pair of McDonald's dice and a McDonald's Happy Meal. Yeah. So, so you know, <laughs> now they're trying to get through. Um, and here's what I really just don't understand: is they're like, they kept the uh, again another mother f- sh- fucking shot with the dice. Um, they, uh, they boosted like some like hyperdrive fuel and whatnot. And it's apparently it's really expensive and they're going to use that to bribe, even though like left and right, they're seeing people being detained literally for the same thing. And they're going to do it right here. Like, you know, even over in the uh, modern, you can hear like, you know, have an ID available. Uh, People without IDs won't be able to get in line. And yet here they are doing that. Yeah. So like, (sighs) You're breaking your own rules right there, and it's it's. I'm finding it really hard. And besides, like, how is this officer like not just coming straight down on them, like fire and fury? Just be. She's like, not at the most bit suspicious of them at all. Well, no, she's going along with them. Although that you know, like, okay. And I yeah, I don't. You think it? You think someone doing their job in that regard would just kind of be like. Okay, what do you... Re- you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, and interestingly enough, she actually lets him through. The only reason why uh, uh, Kira here... Fucking Daenerys. Because who, who can remember the name Kira uh, in this movie? So fucking Daenerys runs through and, you know, she uh, uh, I don't, gets I, captured you know just what, because... You know what's honest? I don't remember... I didn't remember her character's name until you just mentioned it. Oh, you can't remember any no, of these no, no, characters' no. names. Except Han and... Maybe Woody Harrelson? Yeah. <laughs> Woody Harrelson in this movie. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that. It's yeah. like, I don't want to say. Yeah. Know, let's not jump ahead. I will. Just, I will uh, say this though: the production design on this movie, like the uh, the fucking Death Star like bars there. That looks really. That looks really cool. Yeah. Like all they do the look cool. The production yes. design of this whole movie is amazing. It looks cool. I actually do want to run around in these sets, um, especially like uh, you know the Millennium Falcon set where it's all like. You know, pristine and mm-hmm. pre- previous before that, um, but half these sets, yeah, I do want to just like run around in them, 
Um, the only problem is they're not photographed on, very well. Say, is it coming up soon? And again, I've only seen this movie once, so I'm trying. Oh, to I know what my, you're. No, I totally know to what refresh you're. Refresh my brain as to everything that happens in this. I totally know. Is it know coming what, up soon? About yes, the most yes, forced reason about yes, how Han Solo gets his name. Yes, yes, it is. It's coming up, and <laughs> I thought so. I thought it was somewhat close. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you know, they're looking around. He's trying to find a way in, and they're like. You know, the, he looks over to the advertisement and like, you know, join the Empire, explore new worlds, yeah, learn yeah, valuable yeah. skills. And what's interesting in here is they're actually playing the Imperial March, but it's the uh, heroic version of the Imperial March. So it's right, probably, right. It, which is really cool. Oh, so, here it is. Yeah. Uh, here and this, it is. Man, this guy so really funny. has a hard on for playing a pilot. It's not even funny. <laughs> like, shut up. We get it. You want to be a pilot. Okay. You said it like... We are, uh, hang on, we are, uh, wh- wh- how far are we into this movie? We are uh, 13 and a half minutes in, and he and has said. established so he, much that he He said, I want to be a pilot, yes. like, three, four times. Like, no exaggeration, dude. So, uh, here, there it is. yeah, here, okay, I'm here it is. Like, like, Han what? And he's like, I don't who are your people? I don't have any people. Right I'm, here, oh, right I'm here, so, dude. He I'm should by have, myself. And then, oh, that's right. I'm by right myself. And then. and then the guy literally types in. Han Solo. And I'm literally like, you got to be kidding me. Right there and then. He should have said Solo. Right there and then. He he gave his name to himself, the moment, motherfucker. Okay, the moment that he says, after he asks, who are your people? The moment he says, I'm by myself. Like, I'm bitch, saying, no. I'm, I'm literally like, no. Don't, no. And then we have this okay, we, now we cut weird, three years later. which is a really bad cliche. And we have the Imperial March playing. Uh, and we have like this amazing battleground that we can't see because it's in muted browns and it's foggy. It, it's 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 not very well shot. However, I do love again. I love the production design because this whole thing right here, this is totally Star Wars meets All Quiet on the Western Front. Like this is mm-hmm. straight up World War One meets Star Wars, Apart and I fucking some of the love explosions, that. You can't see what's going. No, on. No, dude, that's totally exactly what yeah. World War One was. Yeah. Between the mustard gas oh, and yeah. like the bad. Yeah, yeah. Now this shot right here, boom! When we see Woody Harrelson's character, I'm like, that's fucking cool because I'm like, in one shot, you in the way he looks at him, that is like a fucking cowboy vet. That is if Billy the Kid grew up to uh grew up to be a old man officer in World War One. And pass the torch to some, you know, outlaw back in the 1930s or whatnot. Like, because Han Solo is like a hardcore smuggler in the 1930s in space, right? Mm-hmm. He's bu- he's like Buck Rogers, sort of. Yeah. Um. So, seeing that, it's like Space Billy the Kid in Space World War One meets, uh, uh, is the inspiration for Flash Gordon 1930s. Like, that's a, like that one shot is so cool because it just invites so much history. And you understand everything what's going to happen and what what it's about. But holy fuck, do they not give you any payoff for it? No, they don't. Because Woody Harrelson, I mean, he just, there are parts where it just seems like he's playing his character in Zombieland. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> give him a Twinkie. <laughs> yeah, give him a, he fi- that would have been like he finally gets the Twinkie in this movie. I'm like, oh, yep. Ay, ay, ay. So, snowballs! <laughs> I hate snowballs! <laughs> I, don't hate so, the taste. I don't hate the taste. It's the consistency. So, yeah. Uh, and I really love it's the... It's like produ- he's playing his character. It's like 
it's like sort of a cross between his character in Zombieland and his character in The Hunger Games. Yeah. Uh, I, I still thought, man, what great potential that had. Because it's Woody freaking Harrelson. Because, it, no, it seriously felt like a cowboy lived through being an outlaw through the majority of the Wild West and became an officer in World War One and dis- inspired this gangster in the 1930s. Like, just kind of talking that's Woody awesome. Harrelson talks that would have been awesome, nowadays. man. So yeah, yeah, now we got uh, the new characters like the uh, the the heist characters that are blending into the Imperial Army to pull a job and whatnot. And I I still don't remember any of their names. I'm sorry. I don't either. <laughs> it's like some of these people that's... come in and out, and I'm just like, oh yeah, you're in this movie. Like they just come in and out, and so... then I'm like, oh yeah, this person, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, uh, uh, but again, I still like the sets, and I really love the costumes. Oh my god, the costumes, the these Imperial Mud Troopers, those costumes Some of these are shots kind of remind me of Dunkirk. Yeah, Dunkirk and uh, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit of like you know Paths of Glory or All Quiet on the Western Front, because so, mm-hmm. like the trenches and whatnot. I'm like, that's awesome. Like I love the visual reference, but man, does the story need some help here? Because uh, yeah, it's so. almost like they're like they're like shouting at the camera. Hey, look at this. Remember this? There's mm-hmm. this moment that you love. Hey, don't these sets look cool? They well, they do, dude. And they uh, do look cool, though. I'll give I'll give them that. I actually saw a couple mud troopers. Uh, so, uh, like that, I like, said before, I am trying to remember this movie. Yeah. with all of my being. Same. It's so hard. <laughs> but um, yeah, the uh, the there were actually a couple dudes dressed as mud troopers with like a, a muddy flag, imperial flag at celebration. I'm like, that's fucking dope. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then here we have Han Solo, like perceiving like these guys aren't these guys aren't Imperial Army. These guys are thieves to, on a job, and you know, I want in because fuck the army. I'm a desert. Uh, I want to be a pilot. I want to be. I want to be a pilot. <laughs> and you can. And it's really funny because like I'm... like three years like you can. They must have been. They must have been laughing in his face. That's probably why he's an infantryman. Although the only the only uh, weird question is like. How the hell is Han Solo not It's like Solo he gets through all of his programs. So like, uh, can we give you a name? Han Solo, I want to be a pilot. Okay, we're going to get to that. Although, just, just give us a second. <laughs> I'm just actually wanting, uh, again, another great pilot. And he wants to be a pilot. We get it. Get um, pilot. But let's just say, like, you're just going into terms of what this portrayal of Han Solo is. Like, th- say you're, you're watching this as a fan film, right? Uh, would you believe that this kind of Han Solo could have... It feels like a fan film to me. It does. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Well, I mean, it does, but like, really, just like take it full on in terms that it would say, if this was an amateur film, uh, fan film uh, without the budget and whatnot, and you're like, whatever, um, and you see Han Solo like this, would you have believed he would made it through three years of conflict? No, he wouldn't have lost no, three days not at all. I mean, he would have been like walked in. He would he would have quit already after. Th- Three years, he wouldn't. He, he would have either he been, would have been dead. Like, I'm too good for this. I'm he would have been either dead or gone. Like that's. He. he I, I just. We know how Han Solo is. He he's a rogue. Like, yeah, he's a by rogue. nature. Yes, and he just would have been like, I don't need this anymore. He would have just left. I don't think he would have died, but I think he would have just been like, fucking this. I See now, if it said if it said three weeks later, and this was happening during okay, like that, a training I, session, I would believe it if it was three. If it was like three weeks. Yeah, three weeks later, that and he was sense. in a training session. Okay, but no. it feels like nothing has changed in no. three years. No. Now this part when they throw him you in, think and it would, yeah. feed him to the beast. Uh, I I immediately like oh fuck it's Chewbacca, like even before just when they mention the beast, uh, and they throw him into a pot, I'm like it's fucking Chewbacca, 
I know it's Chewbacca. Don't build it up, movie. Like, this whole thing, like, you're going to do the Wampa thing, like an Empire Strike. No, I know it's Chewbacca. You can't fool me. You cannot fool me. It is fucking Chewbacca. And sure enough, the furry is. thing walks up. He's he, he's about to pull up, and we're going to get the reveal in any second now. And this fucking sequence couldn't be more drawn fuck, drawn out any fucking longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we see the fur, and it's so obvious Chewy! There it's it is. Like, like, yes, we get it. Chewy. Now here's where okay, throughout this whole movie, the first time I watched it, um, I'm I'm watching I'm watching this movie like maybe this will be better. Like this isn't great, but at least it hasn't gotten like terrible. Like it hasn't gotten there yet for me. Um, and it's about to because I remember in the theater I was uh, sitting there next to uh, my girlfriend watching the movie. And uh, all of a sudden, this there's a part coming up. Like I know this whole fight thing is uh, like a big thing, because um, they've had to have it. Yeah, uh, but where where is it? <laughs> oh, that this I thought was a really fun scene. It's like ah, these two guys aren't. He's killing them too fast. Kill them slower. Like the the two guards at the top. Like I'm like yes, okay, that that works for me. But it's right here, <laughs> and I'm like. No, 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 no! Oh, that's right. This is literally the moment where I just, I it stopped being. It's for me the movie stopped being, uh, like you know, like an okay, like yeah, whatever. This is fun and all. This is where it got to the point where I'm like, fuck this movie, fuck it. So, oh my god, when he starts growling, that was so. Uncharacter, out of character for Han Solo, because like, and he uh, just automatically knows how. Yeah, to speak like that's he. that's the thing. Yeah. Like, ha- see, Han Solo may not exactly speak. Now, I've seen some conveniences <laughs> nowadays. But see, Han Solo, like, uh, he's like, you know, he may not speak uh, Wookie or whatnot. But see, the thing is, that bothered like, me. Now that you mentioned that, like, that bothered me too. I was always sitting there, like, does he just know how to speak Wookie? Well, like, yeah, in the original trilogy, I just always assumed that they're like level of closeness is just so strong that they don't need translating they just fucking know they communicate with one another through like their eyes and tone like like that sort of thing yeah. like chewbacca is his dog so like i mean it's kind of cool seeing like you know you hear how chewbacca like uh you know uh it has like a life debt to han like you hear that in all the uh, the anthology stuff and right. all the legend stories and it's kind of cool seeing it here but here there but the instant he growls to get to like speak to him, I'm like, "That's not their are chemistry. you fucking That's not their joking?" Chemistry. And, and plus, it's and, just and, so awkward because like no and one. Also, like, how does that timeline go in between this and yeah. New Hope? Yeah, like, does he just like automatically be like, "Okay, I don't need to speak Wookie anymore." And I like, guess we have this like we're good now. We yeah. have this good chemistry now. So <laughs> I guess this yeah. is a twist that that one guy whose whole body was covered is actually a small alien in disguise. Woot. Okay. <laughs> Do you, can you still name that character's name? No. No. <laughs> I, I don't know Woody Harrelson's character's name. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anybody in this movie except for Han Solo, and he's so fucking boring. <laughs> that's one of the things. It's like that's one of the things that another fan movie and so because you know you see the original trilogy you don't say harrison ford you say han solo yeah man you don't say carrie fisher you say leia you don't yeah. say Mar- say mark hamill you say luke, luke skywalker yeah man. in this movie it's like okay uh, han solo is doing this 
and then you go talk to Lando, and then Woody Harrelson does yeah. this, and then Khaleesi uh, yeah. from Game of Thrones does this. Yeah. And yep. then, yeah. Like, it's, it's not good. And so, you know. Even, even in the prequels, even in the prequels, think about this. Even in the prequels, you don't say natalie portman or liam neeson yeah. you say fucking qui-gon man yeah you don't say hayden christensen who knew the Ewan prequels McGregor. would be more memorable than this but you get what i'm saying it's just like okay that, I... we gotta stop because this this scene right here what the hell <laughs> is this <laughs> I, I, actually, I forgot about this. i actually sat back in my seat turned to my girlfriend and i said was that really necessary? And it lasts they... like five, and it lasts like not even five seconds. I don't care. I look at that. I'm like, is it really necessary it to lasts show a... Han and Chewie in the shower together? Was that necessary? It's just. Like... I guess it's just the movie's. <laughs> uh, uh, I actually had no words for that because I look. I I didn't even care what the fuck this movie threw at me. I'm like. Uh, it's, uh, uh, like when I went to go, uh, like, like, yeah, tell my. I completely my, forgot. When about I t- that. when I typed in my thoughts for solo, I'm like, dude, is it really necessary to show Han and Chewie in the shower together? Like, is that even the movie itself calls out him out on it? Like, uh, young, uh, Alden just like looks up at, at Chewie and he's like, couldn't we have taken turns? Like, yeah, couldn't you have? Because like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Um, although I will admit, like, uh, um, oh, the new guy, uh, jo- Jonah, fuck, I forget it. I-, I forget his name at the moment, but the new guy playing Chewbacca, he's actually fucking brilliant. And, like, you totally believe that's, like, mm-hmm. uh, he- him in between his performance and Peter Mayhew's performance, like, both of them are so seamless. So, yeah. at least props to him. Like, at least he brings some really good stuff to the table playing Chewbacca. Um, it's kind of cool seeing like, you know, the binocular logos and whatnot again. Like that's always really Don't cool to look at. Don't remember her in. name. Don't remember her name either. <laughs> Don't remember anyone. Like this movie is so forgettable. It's like, a, it really is like a crime. Um, and this is like the heist part of the movie. Like they actually build this movie as like a heist movie, which makes sense. Han Solo yeah. is a smuggler and that. Yeah. But this heist is like maybe... 20 like 15 minutes like in to- from here to the end of the heist it's like 15 20 minutes total and you're left with the rest of the movie i and feel the- like maybe it should have been the whole movie probably you like know what the- i mean like i feel like yeah i don't know man like uh <sighs> although it's interesting that it's a train heist you know adding to that whole uh space western feel to it like just have that just like that have that whole be the build-up to the last you know well, the whole build-up has always been like the Kessel Run, because mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, you know it's at least no, for this. this well, at least for this movie. Well, e- even yeah. so, like it should have been like yeah. this. The movie should have been like a build-up to uh, uh, the Kessel Run, which is you know yeah. where Han Solo is constantly mm-hmm. boasting. This is a yeah. ship that made Kessel Run in, four, in less than twelve parsecs. Uh, yeah. So even though it's like they said it was like uh, you know twelve point nine five or something like that and han just likes to i will admit that the fact that he rounds it down to 12 even though it's closer to 13 is very han solo yeah that i'll take yeah yeah, yeah. um although interestingly uh scientific uh, like i know we're skipping like across the like a lot of this uh this banter and whatnot but you can take a piss anytime these cats like sit down to talk because it is fucking boring 
Um, so, but uh, so anyway, I even did that thing in the movie theater that I never do, and I sometimes, you know, just I check my phone. Ugh. Oh, I've checking never... your phone during a Star Wars movie. Another. That's my point. Man, That's what the hell? Point. You know, like, you shouldn't have to check your phone in any movie, really. Yeah. You shouldn't. You, this should be a PSA for everybody. Don't check your phone in a movie theater. But for a but, Star Wars but movie? But for a Star Wars movie, it's an even more bigger crime when you do. Yep. And this, I mean. Yeah, but it was, hurts. I, yeah. But going back to the whole Kessel Run thing, uh, it turns out, like, George Lucas writing it didn't realize a parsec was a measure of distance, not time. So they had to figure right. out how to do that. And while they do it is actually kind of clever, even though again it's kind of shot poorly or whatnot. Um, that they that the Kessel Run is like a fixed measure of uh, like a like a oh, fixed a forced, route. Oh, here is this a forced romance? Yes. Yes, this is a forced romance. I what's what's so weird about this because I had no idea where it's like, oh, I guess they're partners or whatever. I guess they're partners in the the whatever mission they're trying to do. But then the moment they ki- moment they kiss, and I'm like, oh, are they lovers? Yeah, and it begs it's the not question. Really established at and all. And it begs the question, like, what happened between this A New Hope and Empire? Because you know he gets to, you know he gets together with Leia. Yeah. Like they they just totally said like straight up. We had a kid named Ben Solo. Who's the who's who is this character Kira? I want to know, but the movie never tells you. And the moment they actually start to get like That's a bit of an Kira, okay, yeah, I just the, remembered it. <laughs> they just and by the time they actually like start giving you some insight to who her character is, the movie fucking ends. <laughs> like, how frustrating is that? Because she like because she like shows up at different points of the movie. Yeah. Oh, and there he is. He gets his fucking blaster pistol from, from uh. Again, this movie is just another fucking commercial for Han Solo's accessories. It doesn't even feel like fan service. No, it doesn't. It, it just feels like okay, we got to throw this in. in. It's all. It almost like they just throw it in at like different points where it's just like okay, we gotta have some. Okay, we gotta have moments where it somewhat feels like a Han Solo movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's it's almost like they were writing the script and they were like, okay, how do we connect this to Star Wars? Now, um okay give him his bl- yeah you know what would have been actually a really interesting move at least for marketing if uh, because you know how on imax uh, shows they'll like uh show you like the first six minutes of a movie or whatnot in imax oh yeah, yeah yeah do like a little prologue mm-hmm. what if they had shown i this remember sequence? you know what i remember i remember paying to see and we're going a little bit off topic here that's fine now, this... for this movie we yeah give a shit. but i remember paying to see mission impossible to see the was, opening of the Dark Knight, I think which Mission Impossible was it? It was the year before Dark Knight Rises. I think it was Ghost Protocol, maybe. Yeah. I think it was Ghost Protocol. I remember paying to see that movie in IMAX because before the movie they had five minutes opening of Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah. So, but can you imagine if uh, they had shown just this sequence on its own? You know, actually, I think the movie would have done better if they had just shown just, this it sequence. It doesn't even have to be the first opening five minutes. Oh, yeah. Just show this. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I like, I'm watching this. This could I'm have like, made it this, you know, I feel, I would have watched that. I'm like, this could have made a good opening scene for a movie. Oh, dude. How, maybe? No, no, it totally could have. Like, the whole carjacking thing? Fuck that. That should have been for when he was a little kid. For this age, Han Solo? Oh, two, totally. A fucking train heist like this? Hell yes. I don't know how that would have been. Like, maybe, maybe they've. Structurally, yeah. Maybe they, if they would have had him carjacking for like a brief little thing in like a flashback or something like that. Just like a little like flashback at the beginning, beginning where it's like, oh, Han Solo is a kid, and then it cuts into this where he's grown up and it's the train heist. Yeah. 
Maybe that would have fared a little bit better. Maybe. Maybe. I will say this, though. Uh, the train, the way it moves, this is totally going to be a Disney ride in Galaxy's Edge, isn't it? <laughs> like going on a fucking heist with Han Solo well, maybe, on the train. Maybe. The way it... I don't know. This movie wasn't successful enough. Well, I dude, don't the, know. The, the way this movie... Uh, but who, who do we care? It's Disney. <laughs> well, the way it moves, like the way the train moves, like how it shifts in the tracks and whatnot. It feels whatnot, like a ride. Like, it feels like a Disney ride. It totally feels like a Disney ride, yes, which, is appro- which is appropriate because this is Disney era stuff. Um, and like, again, the designs are pretty cool. Like I know that they're really trying to... I like the design of the train. Yeah. Like they're, they're real. these guys are really trying hard to make sure the costumes and the sets and whatnot, they all feel like they're, uh, in the same universe of the original trilogy that we grew up on and whatnot. So I appreciate them for that, but I just don't have any stakes in this because I don't care about the characters. That's the, that's the main reason why this, this sequence isn't blowing my mind is because like all the characters in here don't really give a shit about even han solo i kind of go back to well maybe actually i take that back i do care about chewbacca when chewbacca is like about to fall even though i know he's gonna make it out okay like fucking rescue chewy like just like chewy's the only one that i'm rooting for and that's (laughs) another thing that just popped into my head when you're talking about caring about the characters during this train heist yeah make it you know make it seem like the end of back to the future or i guess maybe not the end end but the uh the big climax of back to the future three part three Ooh! when they have like the big train when they have the trains going down shit they should have just hired rob zemeckis for this that's another really good that's actually not a bad director's choice for this movie robert zemeckis yeah dude i could see that yeah they already i mean uh oh wait no they they didn't get uh, alan Silvestri to do the score i'm thinking of avengers i'm still on an avengers high people um that's a whole other yeah it is um, but you know, but my point is with that is that you care about those characters in totally. Future Part Three. Yeah, you know, and well, plus that was literally the third act, you know, set piece. This is like the open, more or less well like established with those characters. Yeah, this is more or less like a uh, where are we in the movie? We are tw- uh, thirty four minutes in, so this is kind of like you know the climax. Literally, to the f- like where are we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is li- like the uh, the climax to the th- the first act of the movie in in a way. So I mean. Like, I guess they have, like, an idea where they want to go, but it just just doesn't land them landing mark. Um, so now, apparently, like, a pilot's been hit, and some fucking shit's going on. A lot of shit going Chewie! <laughs> Chewie! Chewie! Uh, and this is where we get to see Chewbacca use up his full strength again, where he just rips the, the, uh, the, the length of a train height open. Um, and, you know, I... Man, I just, it, you know how much cooler, because you know that whole, that one shot that kind of evoked an entire history and what the idea of the movie should have been? Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine, like, just try to uh, wrap around your head, Billy the Kid, instead of get, being gunned down at the age of 21, lived to be, like, in his 50s or even 60s, and uh, was pulling jobs and literally pulled, uh, just got all the way to Europe and posed as a uh, um, a German officer in World War One. And, uh, you know, some new scrappy kind of new uh, bright-eyed hero, uh, he takes him under his wing, and after Billy the Kid finally dies in combat, this kid goes home to the 1930s and becomes, like, one of the big Prohibition uh, smuggler gangsters, like Han Solo. Mm -hmm. Like, if you can imagine, if you used that kind of analogy for this movie, this would have been an amazing character study for Han Solo. Instead, it's literally just, like, uh, a feature-length uh, adaptation of Han Solo's non-existent Wikipedia page. 
I know. thought you said Wikipedia. Page. No, that's totally what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, the, I thought that's what you said. The uh, no, the uh, uh, the official Star Wars Wikipedia page is called Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's what this movie comes off mm-hmm. as. Um, cause it, although it's really cool to see the uh, 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 the Imperial pro droid shooting back at her, which is real. That's always really cool to see. Um, and then these cats, like these, uh, these, uh, I think they're. They're, they're space they're like space bikers I, I'm guessing which is kind of which is a really cool idea um they're, the leader of them definitely has the coolest costume of the entire the entire thing they kind of look like something out of Mad Max yeah Mad bit. Max meets Star Wars Mad meets, Max meets Star Wars which if you would pitch that to me right there I'd have Ma- been like awesome Mad Max meets Star Wars meets Harley Davidson like that's <laughs> that's dope that's dope as hell if you would have pitched that movie to me, it'd be like, "Sweet, let's make that shit." Made right by now. the guys who did Lego Movie and fucking uh, 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 Into the Spider Verse, like hell yeah, I'll watch that. I still really want to see what the hell, because apparently when Phil- I'm still always curious as to where their movie ends and where Ron Howard's begins, because I know you said there's like 20 percent of it is theirs and like. Uh, actually, I think that's one thing about this movie that just was kind of dead on arrival for me was when they switched directors mid production. Well, the, the uh, I mean, you know the whole reason behind it? Because, well, I think Captain Kennedy didn't like the direction they were going, right? It's uh, kind of. Uh, it's It was actually more Lawrence Kasdan who wrote the screenplay to this oh, movie. Oh, okay. I always thought it was Captain Kennedy. No, well, decision. it was Kathleen Kennedy's decision. Um, and, of course, then this character dies. Uh, you know that bullshit thing where they go, oh, they left because of quote-unquote creative differences. Yeah. Um, so that character's dead. Um, I, I honestly felt like that character had a little bit more potential because late Star Wars needs some more ladies in the world, cause especially yes, they do. especially since Phasma kind of got shit canned in Last Jedi. Spoilers, I guess. Everybody's seen. That. <laughs> um, but uh, uh but what, I appara- agree with you. But uh, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess spoilers. I mean, if you if you if you cats at home have are haven't already seen this movie. Um, you should like just like see it for oh, yourself. Oh, look! Again. I know a lot of people who haven't. Yeah, I know a lot of people who haven't seen this movie. Which I don't blame because, them because because like when I used to tell people like yeah I went and saw Han Solo and they were like really why and I'm like I just was I was curious enough because mm-hmm. it is a Star Wars movie. Um, but uh, no, I like I'm just but saying. I agree it, with you. I feel yeah. If you haven't seen the movie, like you really probably should check it out for yourselves and not like listen to us, but. Um, if you still want to stick around, that's totally fine by us. Uh, but uh, the the just spoilers the uh, the the bikers like I'm just gonna say it right here and now like their leader is also a woman, um, and that actress was actually shown up at celebration. She's cute as hell. Did did she really? Yes, to, do, totally, dude. Like hmm. I was like ten feet from her when she was oh, given an interview. Cool. Um, but you know the fact that she's a woman was kind of cool. It, it just although when she finally takes the helmet helmet off at the very end, I'm like, oh, it's a it's a gal. Right on. Yeah. Do I remember much about her character? No. I, I kind of want to see a miniseries about those those her little, little band of, like, uh, her little gang. Mm-hmm. So that'd be kind of cool, but whatever. Um, and we have, like, a little funeral service for characters, again, that we're not invested in a whole lot. Um, I should care. I really should. I feel like I kind of should, but... No, not really. It's like, oh, funerals. Oh, this is a funeral, so this is a service. This should be sad. It's just not. You know, um... Because you don't care about these people. You know what's weird? Like, Han Solo in this movie is, like, famous for, like, he's not good at following orders or listening and whatnot. He's like, 
Yeah, but that's because he's good at listening to himself. Here, he's just kind of an incompetent idiot, which sucks. He's taking orders, yeah. Yeah, because when he isn't taking orders, he's being an idiot. Um, The only time he actually lucks out is when he's playing cards with Lando later on down the line. But otherwise, he's not really as competent as the movie wants to. He's an idiot, but put him in front of a set of cards. Yeah. Maybe you should that have been. That man is a fucking genius. Maybe you should have just been a, a, a gambler instead of a pilot. Um, Maybe you should have been the color. Or, no, the color of money wasn't cards. Uh, like pool. Casino? Yeah. Casino. Casino. Yeah. Make this movie, yeah. Star if Martin Wars... Scorsese would have directed this movie. Actually, uh, actually, if, if we we already got Star Wars version of Casino, and that was Canto Bite and Last Jedi. That's and, a good point. <laughs> we don't talk about that sequence too much. So... Um, but yeah, is you know Beck, Pesci um, Woody Har- Beckett. Har- Woody Harrelson's name is Beckett. That's what I remember. Beckett is offering to you know. That's go- just because now that we have the subtitle. Yes. It says Beckett. Uh, well, uh, yeah, it's, it's all sort of coming back to me. Um, but now they're gonna this is go slowly ba- but surely for me. Be- banding together and whatnot and teaming up because that's what smugglers do, I guess. Um, especially for this next big job, for a big old risk, and of course Chewie's on board. What are you talking about, man? Um, I do like his alternate bandolier. Uh, again, this movie is just a fucking commercial for accessories. But anyway, um, what was I? God, what was I saying? Uh, oh, right. Uh, yeah, the the whole reveal of uh, the biker chick just being a, a lady and like, because we, the whole time we were brought to believe that it was like a uh, a guy the whole time. Like, <sighs> you guys, because I've seen good feminism and just really but that felt really forced that's mm-hmm. just me um so uh now uh we're gonna now i believe we are about to go meet the uh, the main villain of uh our story which is played by paul, paul bettany. bettany um i remembered that i remember yeah, the, the actors don't remember the name again it's fucking vision uh, slash Jarvis. Was that a Ron Howard thing, by the way, casting Paul Bettany, or was Paul Bettany already a part of it? Because I remember. I'm Paul pretty Bettany... sure he was already a part of it. Okay, because well, because I remember Paul Bettany was in, had worked with him in, um, uh, the, what's the one, Da Vinci Code. Oh, okay. Da Vinci Code and all those, uh, the other ones. No, which I are think not it, I think it was totally a coincidence because you know. Was it a coincidence? Cause I'm I, yeah. pretty sure because like Disney's like. Because when Paul... I saw that, I was like, oh, was that a Ron Howard decision getting Paul Bettany? Did they have a villain already play the actor? No. I don't know. I'm pretty, Maybe he was already there. Maybe. No, I'm pretty sure. Know. I'm like 90% sure he was already there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is some intriguing production design. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the head in a jar thing is interesting. Head in a jar singing. <laughs> I mean. Reminds me of Futurama. I was the, totally thinking Futurama. <laughs> um, but, you know, the galactic bar. These are really hard to do. Because, like, even back in, like, 77, doing the Cantina sequence, like... Well, this came out right after Last Jedi. I remember thinking, wow, they're really obsessed with the... Like, the, the, the clubs. The bars and the clubs. Here it's, we are. Here we go. Here's yep. Paul Bettany. Um, what was this villain's character's name? I don't they'll remember. Pro- they'll, they'll probably say uh, it. They'll probably uh, say uh, it. Uh, we'll find out eventually. Um, although what's interesting is, like, you know, again, spoilers, but Darth Maul shows up back in the A-Day back at the end of the movie like he had like we a little to he had a little the big reveal he had a little darth maul like That's little saber it. thing yeah nice foreshadowing um 
But uh, yeah, the, the, these bar club things are always kind of tricky because they can come off as either really creative or really lazy. Like, you remember the Dexter's Diner in Episode 2? It was just a space 50s diner and it, no creativity, nothing interesting about hey, it. Hey, Obi-Wan! Like, you need to go, like, full... That's a bad impression of whoever you need that to, guy was. You need to go fucking full Return of the Jedi Jabba's Palace entourage or you go home. Like, you really got to go way out there with lots and lots. Not just dudes in weird costumes, but you got to have lots of fucking Muppets and CG characters running around. Mm -hmm. And not just, like, a sprinkle of them here and there. Like, you really got to go deep or you go home. Because I think that's one of the big issues. This is probably one of the few sets that I don't want to walk around in. And this is where we're reunited with With uh, Kira. Yep. 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 But, uh, and apparently... uh, And he's like, oh. And apparently Kira's... uh, Oh, my um, God. Apparently, Kira's uh, original design, she was supposed to be like an alien creature, but they decided mm, against that's it. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, again, I'm really interested in what uh, Miller and Lord's original vision would have been like. Because uh, from what I read, uh, they uh, th- they were thought that they were hired to do like a straight-up comedy, like a screwball comedy kind of thing, which is kind of weird because it's Han Solo. Um, and then like, could have worked though. Maybe, maybe it could have worked. Um, but the other thing is, uh, apparently Lawrence Kasdan who penned the script for this, which is so fucking weird. Cause this is a guy who wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Right. That was one of those things where I was like, okay, Lawrence Kasdan's doing it. <laughs> it um, apparently he got if really gotten the old screenwriters back. I was like, okay, I'm all on board. Uh, no, because apparently when at first before I saw it, <laughs> oh, and Lawrence, Lawrence Kasdan, he was actually really mad at uh, Miller and Lord because he actually came to the set and he's like, I never I heard didn't, this. Uh, yeah, he he apparently I went, always thought it was a feud between them and Captain. Kasdan it was, and it was, but it was most. It was most. Feud between Kasdan and Lord of Miller. It was mostly it was between uh, Kathleen Kennedy, but it was mostly with Lawrence Kasdan because mm-hmm. uh, apparently the the uh, the guys at uh, Miller and Lord they're really improv heavy, and Kasdan right, was right, really right, right. Kasdan was pissed that he wasn't shooting his script like word for word. Stick to one of those stick yeah scripts. Yeah, stick dude. To script guys. So uh, at one point he actually, which you can understand where he's coming from, yeah, to some degree. Uh, and he actually know. wound up coming it's one to of those the... guys where it's like it's like a Tarantino thing where it's like you better stick to my script, yeah. Type of thing. So, but yeah. he actually wound up visiting the set and started to fucking take over the directors, and to the point where like the Miller and Lord just kind of shoved him off, and um, like halfway through production, like there was like a two week break in shooting. And then Kathleen Kennedy and like their editor, they put saw like a like a very rough cut of what they had, and they were kind of horrified at what they did because because again Miller and Lord thought they were like doing like just like a funny comedy, and they were like, "What the hell is this?" And so they just like Kathleen Kennedy just kind of looked at it right there and then, and he's like, "Fire those two and hire someone else." And so Ron Howard, uh, and so Ron re- Howard. yeah, Ron Howard came on board. Uh, and they he did. Robert Zemeckis would have been an interesting choice going. Back he to would that, have too. Same with Joe earlier. Johnston. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so watching that and like, uh, he reshot. Uh, I'd love to see he, Robert he finished, go back to sci-fi. He finished the schedule. Ron Howard finished the schedule that they were supposed to do, and did like five weeks worth of reshoots, and that amount. Wasn't this to, like really close to to like the buildup of the release date too yeah wasn't this like wasn't it kind of like they were I like think, nearing the release date too from what i remember i think so too yeah uh so you can it's probably like tell three the, months in advance or something yeah so i could be i don't know 
but I could be wrong. But the fact it's like one of those all the, the, yeah. It, it was just the whole idea that Phil Miller and Lord were just like really really impro- playing on improvisation and uh, Don't they, like, played up their comedy. Want to talk about this now, yeah. Yeah, no, they're they are like really protective about it. Um, he, that's actually that your touchy line. That's actually a perfect summation <laughs> of how Mill and Lord were like looking at Lucasfilm. Like, God, you're t- someone meme that. Someone meme that. Yeah. Just like. Put Han Solo, label Han Solo, Phil, Chris Miller, and Phil and Lord. And just have a thing at the bottom, and you're put, touchy. And then, yeah, put in the line, you're touchy, and then label yeah. Chewbacca as Lucasfilm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that would be a perfect meme right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and Paul Bettany here, I swear to God, I give this guy so much props. Cause he's a great he's, actor. He's a great actor, and he's trying so far. Oh, actually, if you look really closely, I'm going to sidetrack before I, you know, suck paul bettany's cock for a moment metaphorical <laughs> cock here for a moment but uh look really 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 closely on his treasure tables in the uh, the background uh i'm gonna point it out like right there like i I'm, i know you get cats back at home but if you let guys look uh behind han solo I'm where he's sitting this, yeah. it's a little out of focus and it's hard to see it shows up a little bit better in some shots okay but I'm, I'm looking at it now if you look closely it's actually the idol of fertility that appears in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, shit. Which is a really cool little Easter egg. I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, um, that is. Oh, it totally oh, is. Shit. Like, I'm going to. totally is. I'm going to point out, like. It's totally. Yeah. It's, it's really cutty right now, so it's kind of hard to see for me for you to point it's, it out. Yeah. But uh, it, it's. it's, it's a, it, apparently, it's right behind Woody Harrelson. So if you cats kind of keep at home, like, kind of keep a lookout for it. Because, um, like, this whole job talk, whatever, like, they're trying to um do the sort of things like whatever who cares we're more interested in the background props because you know they have because apparently this you movie start is looking at the background props <laughs> instead of what's actually going well on. i mean the you movie's already the... kind of obsessed with background props yeah. being that they're sucking on the the uh the dice is <laughs> <Yeah>. so hard <laughs> so um but uh it's uh, you probably missed it but Either way, like, uh, right behind where... Yeah, right over uh, Han Solo's uh, shoulder. You literally would have to pause it at home. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the Idol of Fertility. We're not pausing this here, but you would Point is, the fucking Idol of Fertility yes, from Raiders of the yeah, Lost yeah. Ark is yeah. in this movie, which is a nice little Easter egg for the set and design mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, what were you saying about Paul Bettany? Paul Bettany, like, he tries really hard yes, here... Yes, he does. ...to yeah. play, like, a memorable, like, sinister villain... But, I actually think Paul Bettany in a sinister villain role would be fantastic. He just needs a much better script. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, same with... Uh, He'd be uh, great, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, same with Alden here, because, like... <sighs> like, I heard that Paul Bettany was the villain in this. I was like, yeah. okay, that could That, that could, could be, be cool. cool. I kind of wish that they did, yeah. like, a mocap thing with him. There it is, like, over Han Solo's uh, shoulder. All right. <laughs> there it is. Okay, you yeah. saw it. Uh, yeah. Um, and of course, you know, he's still ragging about being a fucking pilot. How many times that should be the solo drinking. That should be your solo cup. Mention how many times he Han Solo is a pilot. Uh, wants, or, to, like, be a wants pilot. to be a pilot. You'll and you have to, and you have to drink it movie. out. And, and you, we're about, what are we, about an hour into this movie? We are, Maybe? uh, where we, are we in this? We are, uh, 51 minutes okay, in. We're 51 minutes in this movie and we're nearly an hour. Take a shot of whatever you choose of how many times han solo says i want to be a pilot no that should no that should just be like a straight up drinking game yeah but but here's the kicker you have to drink it out of a red solo cup 
I'd say I'm go- I'd say I'm going to hell, but I've been here for <laughs> the last five years. You were building up to get to that last. Year oh, totally, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing. <laughs> Just build up to that punchline. Yeah. Knock it out of the park. But uh, um, oh yeah. So here's where we have. Well, Kira says I know a guy, and we're like, oh fuck, I know who this guy is. It's... Yep, it's going to be fucking Lando. It's Lando. Yep, like they allude to it so much. It's like make it naturally happen. It's just like, well, I know a guy. It's like earlier where it's like feed him to the beast. Mm-hmm. Like you got. It's like you know exactly what's gonna yeah. happen. Um, and worse yet, this they might. I've the joked bo- about that. Okay. I've joked about this before. They might as well turn to the camera and be like, "Well, I know a guy." Yeah, the bot, the bot fighting. I think is a, that's actually a really cool thing. Like you, you would think in a world full of like robots and droids, like there wouldn't be like you know cock, robot is. cockfights. There he is, man. Childish pa- Gambino. Bo- best part of the movie by far, because goddamn, like. If you were to ask me what a uh, a young Lando Calrissian looked like, it would that's be Donald Glover. To- no, like not just Donald Glover, but the way he R. characterizes R. him. Oh yeah, perfection. Yeah, um, it's to the point. I'm just like- a huge. I'm just a huge fan of Donald Glover. Anyway, <laughs> just from him as an actor and him as a musician. Right. I just love everything the guy does. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, going back to the, I, I really like the bot, the the bot fights a lot. That's that's a really cool thing. Like, kind of surprised we haven't seen that before in a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And I love the uh, the creature designs and running around. Although I really wish I could fucking see them through the uh, the taco the Taco Bell meat sauce <laughs> filter. Like, oh, that's great. Oh, like look at the, the colors the are taco just Taco Bell su- meat sauce filter. Like it's, but it's so ugly and oh, hazy. Great. Like I understand they're trying to be like this underground CD, like CD, you know. Yeah. But uh, I gotta still be able to see this stuff, man. You can still have that. You can kind still of look make it look cool and CD and have it be lit great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not here. Although uh, I really love this whole thing where he's like, "Everything you've heard about me is true," and he just like like a pimp holds out his glass and he's just man. like waiting for it to drink, like. Yeah. Just the way he holds his body and how he interacts with everyone, he's fucking perfect. Um, uh, but you know what's really cool about Props this scene? To Donald Glover. Yes, you know what's really cool about this scene though? Apparently, they shot it in uh, uh, with like several different pans, uh, and mm. they were able to recreate it in VR. You can actually watch this scene in VR with 360 degree view, which is kind of cool. So you can totally okay. see how that goes down. And you know what's another really cool thing about this movie that? This scene in particular that um, that I really love, it actually gives you a concrete way of what Sabak is, the car dealering. Like it's right th- th- because uh, you know, like, as I knew watching this, this movie, this is where well, we this is where we get a glimpse of that. Oh, Han Solo isn't an idiot. Yeah, well, it's not just that, but just the game itself. Yeah, Sabak, yeah. which uh, or Sabak, uh, they they like to fuck with the colloquial terms. Um, but, I've heard Sabak. I've heard Sabak. Uh, but what's really cool is like I think I say Sabak. Like like watching this scene, I'm like, oh shit! This means Disney's totally gonna put out a game, like an actual game that you can buy and play, uh, with with a rule book and everything, and you can actually play Sabak just like on Solo. Like that's actually kind of cool. Like I'm okay with buying. Yeah. I'm okay with buying Disney. You can buy that bit of merchandise. Yeah, I am totally movie. fine. You know what? Yeah. Damn it! 
This movie may be nothing but a commercial, but at least it sold me on the Sabak game. I really need to put that on my Christmas list. Um, <laughs> give, give back. Although I really do Sabak, like some of the uh, the creature design uh, interactions here. Like that one guy was like, hey, keep your eyes on your cards. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's actually pretty cool. Um, and uh, yeah, man, like watching this, like that's actually Han Solo. I can actually kind of see this. Um, but uh this is the part where it feels like Han Solo. Yeah, interestingly this the, enough. This is the bit, this is the part of the movie where it's like, okay, this feels like Han Solo. Because the movie leading up before this absolutely does not. Yeah. This feels like some dude that they call Han Solo because he's alone and by himself. Yeah, and plus here it's kind of validated that he loses, which is also an interesting twist. Yeah, I, I, thought, mean, I actually thought he was going to kind of win straight up here. Like, like he was going to win the ship, but Lando's like, but you have to do this, this, and this uh, with me. Like, this job that you're pulling, like, I have to go along or whatnot. But he totally loses, but that's because Lando's a fucking cheat. And that's so Lando. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then later on in the movie, when he beats him fair and square, like, that whole line from Empire is like, that whole line, when I beat you, I won her fair and square, like, actually has some resonance. Um, which is another thing about this movie. Did, when you watch this movie and you watch Empire Strikes Back, do you feel anything different? Like anything, like uh, when you know uh, 3PO hooks up to the the uh, the, uh, the Millennium Falcon, is right. like I can't understand a word of this word, this uh, this com- your computer's dialect or any of the interactions between Han and Lando. Like, do you feel any different of how you used to? I mean, not really. Just, you no, know. because <laughs> you know why this movie's fucking forgetful, and you're just like it's, the no, Empire is just, way more memorable. Yeah. Empire will stay with me for a lifetime. Yeah, and uh, I think again, I think it, the camera work is just so bad. I can't. It it took me a moment to figure out that was actually Lando, um, and uh, and apparently now that uh, you know uh, he came so close, he's gonna. I, I don't even know why he uh, actually attends them on the job. This job coming up. I don't know. <clears throat> But um, I but you know they're desperate for a ship, and because they need a ship, a movie needs to happen. <clears throat> and of course, you know, like as per fucking usual, Lando stealing Han's pussy away from him, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> we so need a Lando movie with Donald Glover. Like, fuck. At the we, most, it'll probably come out on uh, Disney Plus. Probably. Like we'll see. Um, out. I I didn't. I don't know, man. It's just. Uh, and apparently, uh, I actually heard when they were making this, this is supposed to be the first of a Han Solo trilogy. Can you imagine watching this two more of these? This would have been the first to lead into a Han Solo trilogy? Yeah, which is really strange, because, like, you know, again, spoilers for the movie, but um, at the very end of the movie, they're like, there's this job that a hut's supposed... And, and on, there's this gangster on Tatooine that has a very important job for us, and that's supposed to segue into A New Hope, which you're like, if you're going to do a whole trilogy... How many movies can fit in between that amount of time, between that and the Cantina scene in New Hope? Like, really, how much time can you actually squeeze in there? I don't know. And then, oh yeah, L three three seven. This this droid. I don't know how to feel about this. Uh, I'm gonna let because you remember this droid, right? Oh yes, I do. It's all coming back to me now. Um, It just feels like they were just trying to. It's like this movie was going for its own C-3PO. 
Well, female C three PO. Female C three PO. Yeah. I don't even think that. Like, Which, this who's is the. Per- okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> this is where. Okay. This is where it feels like a Ron Howard movie. Yes. Because every single. I don't know. If, okay. Well, maybe. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe nearly every single Ron Howard movie has a cameo from his brother Clint. Yep. Right. Yep. That and his and, wife. And it's. Oh yeah, that's right too. But it, I think yeah. But I think Clint has been in even more. Yeah. This is the part where it feels like a Ron Howard movie. It's just like, okay, uh, how do I fit my brother into this movie <laughs> somehow? And there he is. There he is. But anyway, back to the yeah. Uh, back the L three three seven. I wait. Who's the and who's the actress who does the voice? For oh this? my god. Well, it's I'll not, look it up. It's not just the uh, the voice. Like mm-hmm. it's it's the also motion, the, uh, well, no, it's actually a costume. The co- most costume motion capture. Yeah, the, who's it's the, yeah. it's actually a uh, from what I remember reading, it's a uh, a costume that she wore with like um, uh, combined with some pu- some some shots are puppetry, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, it, it's a costume with like a, a lot of wires and green screen that they uh, they eventually remove and whatnot. So you know, it kind of looks like a, like an actual robot. So it's it's a combination of of, of things. Um, but uh, the actress that um, <clears throat> pardon me here, uh, the actress who plays her is I'm, I'm still in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I suck, uh, but that's uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Okay. Yeah, um, and she serves as Lando's quote unquote companion. Because that whole thing where um, Lando is clearly having sex with the droid. Uh, I, uh, and of course, there's the Millennium Falcon. Uh, I'm sorry, like. I know I'm. I know. But you figured the Millennium Falcon was going to show I, up at some I guess I timed point. that bad. I, I timed that bad. <laughs> like, uh, I'll get into that because it's just so bizarre. But yeah, there's the Millennium Falcon. Would you everyone. think? Would you thought it was probably going to show up at some point in the movie? Although, uh, how do you feel about the uh, the the new design? Maybe they should have. Maybe they should. Uh, the new design. Yeah. Um. You know, oddly enough, it didn't bother me. It didn't either. The well, I, the, and, but I think that yeah. Well, see, uh, I've always had like the impression that the Millennium Falcon has had a very long history of captains and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, and uh, has been modified repeatedly, not just by Lando, but by people who's had it previously. Um, and it's just this ancient rust bucket of a uh, of a uh, a roadster muscle car spaceship so when we see it in this movie and it's all clean i'm like oh that's cool but that doesn't fit my timeline and ah, uh, i'm confused and torn and ah. Uh. so because uh, i guess again I've, I've always kind of felt like the falcon was still kind of beat up when lando had it and whatnot and when solo gets it he he finally has like does some own modifications i actually like the more beat up version of the movie oh dude totally a- any day so it's like, like it's been places the fact, it's been through shit yeah like the fact that it's like you know literally held together but that, by like i tape. said this didn't bother me that it was a new pristine millennium falcon but still i just would have pref- i just prefer like, it's cool old... it's really cool seeing it's pristine, cool seeing it for sure but it just doesn't feel like it matches the character of the falcon timeline wise because no. it feels like it should no. have been modified several different times by several different pilots <laughs> over eons of like to the point where the history's log of the ship is so 
like fucked up and like mm-hmm. all over the place. Like it's like buying like a uh, like Han Solo winning the co- the uh, the uh, the Millennium Falcon. It should have been like um, winning it on like an auction in Craigslist. Like you know the, this oh. this tr- this road <laughs> this car has had such a long history and so many modifications and you know replacement parts and slapped onto it that mm-hmm. it's it it it, 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 it it's much more interesting when you don't know that stuff, and and this wasn't it wasn't a thing where a lot of people were complaining about it because not enough people saw the damn movie. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's pretty fucking cool to see it's pristine, cool to see. Yeah, it's pristine. Cool. I wasn't bothered Pop. by it. I I was bothered for it, but I not to the point where I'm like, this is the worst part of the movie. No, yeah, there's no, 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 far no, no. worse. Far worse. Like, the growling bit at the earlier part where Chan and Chewie meet, that's, like, the worst. That um, did it for you. Yeah. That was the moment where you... This is this is pretty cool, okay, though. Okay, that's, yeah. Um, oh, I mean... Seeing the Millennium Falcon well, that and what we know and love Well, that and L3 literally plugging into the Falcon to be, like, the ship's navigational systems. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of cool to see and whatnot. Um, and this, yes, <laughs> fucking the, the chess game. Uh, you know they actually brought back Phil Tippett to do the uh, the motion. They literally did motion capture yeah, uh, with the uh, like the chess the pieces again. Type of, yeah. Yep, they totally brought that back again. Oh yeah, see that's cool to me. That yeah. looks like the. Uh, that's one thing I loved a lot about what Disney did when they were bringing back Star Wars. They were bringing back a lot of those old practical effects. Mm-hmm. I love that was you... one of the things I loved. It's like okay. Like yeah. Well, what's really cool is they actually brought back uh, Phil Tippett, who did all the creature designs for those right, uh, chess right, characters. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. They brought back some of the old people. Um, and even cooler is for the Force Awakens when they did that, they actually literally picked up where the game left off when we last saw it in 1977. So when you see like the one character oh. take out the one and just go, um, you actually see the same frame of where it starts in Force Awakens. Where the other guy gets up and beats that guy down, and then it turns mm-hmm. off. So it's literally about coming full circle. Um, and then we have Kira here in uh, the closet of the Millennium Falcon, which is so weird because like the set feels like a future apartment that I kind of want to live in. But if you didn't actually, if you noticed earlier, uh, the cape that she was trying on and looking in the mirror with, it's the same cape that Lando wears in Empire. Which is pretty cool. Like if you oh, look yeah. closely. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Now is. I just now I just. It's all of Lando's capes. That. Lando has a cape fetish right there. <laughs> like you know, um, but uh, has the coolest cape scene. Yes, he does. Coolest capes in the galaxy. Coolest capes in the galaxy. Uh, all imported and whatnot. Um, whatever that means in the galaxy, because it feels like everything's imported. Um, but yeah, Kira here and like they're clearly they're doing like uh, the uh, Empire Strikes Back moment where they get. You know, this is very reminiscent of. It totally is. Like there it is. Like big kiss. Oh, sad part is like you know, C three PO and R two D two are in. This is the only Star Wars movie with C three PO and R two D two movie. That's the reason why this movie sucks. C three PO and R two D two isn't in this. Rogue One had him. That was that good. That is the main problem with yeah, this man. Movie. No, the, the main problem. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just suffers from. No, that it's a, this. Your your Star Wars movie is cursed if those two aren't in it. That's a good point, With the yeah. exception of the holiday special. That's, that's, a, good point. <laughs> that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, Let me think about it. Yeah, this but, doesn't have C-3PO. It doesn't. It's the first one. It's the first Star Wars movie to not have any lightsabers in it. 
Rogue One had Darth Vader's lightsaber. Yeah. Even but if, even even though Rogue One was just like a brief yeah, second, even but that had a lightsaber in it. Yeah. This one does not have any sense, lightsabers. Yeah. No lightsabers in it. No, I take that back. There is a lightsaber in this movie, but it's with Darth Maul where he activates it at the very end. Are we going to say Darth Maul's in this Darth movie Ma- already? Yeah. Uh, I already spoiled it for yeah, him. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, they were obviously trying to do the whole Empire Strikes Back kiss thing. Problem is, they don't have C-3PO to come in there and, you know, cock block the whole thing. Oh, so, I've restarted the hypogenerator. Thank you very much. Oh, you're perfectly welcome. <laughs> like, n- there was no cock block there. That's what made that scene work. Um, so now they're getting... That's up. why this movie sucks. This doesn't have a cock block. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll do, oh boy. So, yeah. Uh, oh, and then the whole equal rights thing with this droid. It's... I honestly don't know how to feel about that, because... Like, it's trying, this droid is, you know, constantly writing about droid rights, droid rights, which I'm like, yeah, I mean, they are slaves to be bought and sold and whatnot, but, like, it feel like, you know, this is, it's getting into a weird minefield of a discussion, because L337 is, like, Honest Trailers put it best, like, she's either a woke version, she's, like, either a (laughs) stupid version of wokeness, or a woke version that's really dumb. Uh, or a, a version of wokeness that's really dumb. Like a dumb version of wokeness or a, a woke version is, version of dumb. I don't know which... I, I, I really wish I could articulate it better, but... Oh, and this bit where uh, L337 totally implies that uh, she and Lando are totally having sex. That's unsettling. Like, this whole thing, like, what, how, how? Even she's like, (laughs) well, even, because even this part here where, like, there's a a line where uh, Kira just, like, looks at her like, how does that even work? (laughs) Yeah, right here. How does that? How would that work? It worked. It no, works. no. I want to know how. How? It's like they're applying. It's like how does that work? It's almost like they, she turns and goes. It works. It works. I, no, I want to know how in the fuck is because look, I know Lando is like a real charmer, but like, why is he wasting? Why is he having sex with a female version of his droid? I don't understand. Explain, movie. Please explain. He's so charming to the rope and so charming to the droid. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I just don't understand it. Um, although it's it's really weird seeing like the uh, the escape pod on the front of it on there, and not seeing the little notch in his ship at the at the front of it, like I don't that design really did kind of throw me off. But you know, again, whatever. It's it's the same thing. Like it's cool to see like uh, you know pristine um, Millennium Falcon, but yeah, it just doesn't really it doesn't really work for my sense of time the timeline for the characters that i know um but and here we're on i believe we're i think uh, yeah we're on uh we're actually on kessel now this place has been talked about like relentlessly in star wars lore yes like it's always been like the spice mines of kessel it's like it's like one of the worst places in the galaxy where and, and there there's the uh the the skiff guard the um uh disguise that lando uses Apparently, 
Hans had kept it all these years in his closet, like all this time. And Lando just like, hey, I remember that from way back when. I'm going to use that to break into Jabba's palace. Har, har, har. Convenience. <laughs> but, uh, this movie's riddled with them, folks. But I actually kind of wish... You know what's interesting? The, uh, the, the way they light Kessel, it's pretty bright and you can actually kind of see everything. The way I've always... Which is uh, weird considering the fact that Kessel this is, is just... Literally, it's supposed really to be designed... Like, has always been described to me uh, as this, you know, gaping hellhole of a planet. Where it's just like mine. That's a good point. Yeah, Kessel's supposed to be the shit planet. Like it, you, know, you know what I was expecting with and Kessel they make would it be? look and they make it look brighter than anything in the movie, which is so <laughs> weird. Um, but yeah, because like you know what I always imagine Kessel. It's to like be maybe like? they were trying to establish like okay, here's this thing that you've heard about in Star Wars lore forever. Yeah, here it is in all its glory. So let's make it bright. I don't understand what that is because. The way I always pictured Kessel, at least from what I've read in the, the comics and the novels and whatnot, I always imagined it if it was a planet that looked like the uh, the mine shaft from uh, uh, Temple of Doom. Like, that's kind of okay. what I had. Uh, like, just a planet Star okay, Wars version of, I see that. Uh, of Temple of Doom. Like, that's what it would have looked like, minus the weird, no, creepy the skull No, the sun just happens guy. to be shining in Kessel that day. Yeah. So this... <laughs> Look, this is how it was when we filmed it. This is just odd. Um, and then, of course, you know, Han and Chewie are going in. Um, and they're trying to break into uh, to get to the, uh, the, the, what was it, the uh, the, the hyperdrive fuel. that. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, this is, this is, a, and again, I actually still really like the sets here. And what's nice is I can see them now. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but it, yeah, it's really cool seeing the, uh, the, the, um, the outfit that Lando has in, uh, in Return of the Jedi come back, which, you know, just like a nice little thing. Um, now we have Han and Chewie busting them out. Um, the fucking droids are going nuts. Like what's going on? Um, uh, might as well be the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the monkey toy from Toy Story, Toy Story 3. You know, the little monkey oh. looking at the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Disney. Yeah, yeah, might as well be. Well, Disney um, but I still really love the uh, the design of the droids. Like, it's yeah, not just it a... Yeah, uh, cool. It's not just like a clone of R2-D2. That's really cool. <clears throat> um, I, I do... God, the costume design is just so much fun. And I wish we could have seen more really of, cool. uh, of Beckett doing, you know, cowboy shit like that. Because we are what we we, we are uh, uh, an hour and fifteen. Yeah, we're an hour and fifteen in the I movie, yeah. and we've only seen him do like remote something remotely cowboy like maybe three times, um, and we only seen him like uh, spin his uh, pistols around like a cowboy like twice in the movie. Um, I feel like that should be more of a motif thing. So now this Han and Chewie are in disguise, like looking around for this sort of thing and. <laughs> Hey, you know what also just hit me? Because we, we kind of like talked about how, you know, another lucky charm to make Star Wars movie feel like Star Wars movies have R2-D2 yeah. and C-3PO in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, they also didn't have any callbacks to the plot of A New Hope. Like, you know, a couple droids walking around in a desert or, um, you know, a, uh, 
a, a dogfight where they go, I'm going in. Or... See, I'm surprised with all. Yeah, I'm surprised with all of the things that they throw in here and there, like the references. They don't throw in one of those. Yeah. Or there's Same no dogfights, no Death Deadly. Star, no nothing. Like it's all just. Yeah. Just pinpoint it's, it's pretty. In the worst it, it's it's kind of crazy how like Han Solo, the literally the rogue guy who breaks all the rules, winds up being in probably the the safest movie of the entire franchise. <laughs> right. Like the safest by the numbers goes by the book, sort of thing. Um, so now here they're freeing all the slaves and whatnot. Everyone's getting out, um, and I believe Han- Chewbacca stops in a, in about a moment or two because he finds out like there's apparently a bunch of Wookies that get imprisoned and freed. Um, and uh, but you know this is kind of cool. I just wish uh, if they I, I wish if they were going this route, um, you know, fle- freeing a whole bunch of people in like a mine shaft or whatnot, they could have they should have just totally ripped off uh, Temple of Doom, uh, the best part of Temple of Doom, which is the Minecraft. Or the minecart sequence. Yes. Like I would have had something like that. Yeah. Mm. This would have been really cool if they had something like that. Um, but, you know, it's also really interesting is Han Solo continually doesn't really uh, just, like, do what he wants to do and care only about himself. Because uh, he's constantly working with the team. Han Solo... Isn't that that's kind of contradictory to your title of the movie? Solo works on a team. That's kind of an oxymoron, isn't point. it? You bring up a good point. <laughs> yeah. So and going and kind of contradicting you at the beginning of the movie when yeah. <laughs> so where you said ha- Han, okay, solo. what's your team? By yourself now, uh, yeah. Hmm. So now. Although I do like the other uh, And, you know, he's by himself and not with a team when we first meet him in A New Hope. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's well, very he's, true. Well, he's, he's with, very reluctant. But... Well, I mean, the whole time he's like, I don't want to be on this team. I want my money, bitch. <laughs> like, that should be him and this entire thing. And now we're established thing. now he's with a team in this. And he's like, I don't really care. And he really doesn't care too much about the money at this point. He just cares about living through the job. Um, and occasionally... Sa- he even saves a, qu- a couple people around. Um, <clears throat> but... Like, uh, what was the thing that I was going to start saying? Oh, yeah, the uh, the computer monitors, actually. Like the little 1970s t- TV screens. That's actually really cool. I love the this world uh, that George Lucas has created. This is, set looks cool. The sets, the, the aesthetics, I love this it. Set, this set looks cool. I, I This was one thing I was like, okay, this looks really, this looks really sick. Well, well yeah, because, I mean, I, I just love the fact that Disney's totally keeping in step with that they're saying, look, we're going to, like, make this whole universe looked like it was built out of scrap junkyard pieces from the 1970s because <laughs> like, like, of all cg died out like uh, yeah yeah totally like episodes one two and three yep meaning prequels i don't mm-hmm. want to keep saying prequels over and over again i try to like yeah <laughs> and once again we get another like hammy scene with uh lando where he's just like uh doing like a uh, a recording of himself and just literally just like sucking his own cock like it's he's just so into him just cutting back and forth you'll remember that i'm the most badass character in this whole movie <laughs> and you're gonna wish i we had a, a lando wish. movie instead of a solo movie. and then i'm gonna look in the camera every single and then i'm gonna uh <laughs> then i'm gonna break the fourth wall in my solo movie and be like aren't you glad i got my own movie yep 
Um, and L337 is like save, trying to save all the droids. Like, you're free, you're free, droid rights! Which... <sighs> okay, I think, you know what? It just hit me. Like, I think the reason why that doesn't work is because Star Wars is not... This is something I noticed totally uh, when I saw The Last Jedi. Star Wars is not good at social commentary or critiquing current events or, you know, that sort of thing. Like, it's better at being a universal sort of uh, uh, adventure film that literally if you It were... didn't bother me in Last no, Jedi. It, uh, uh, no, oh, it totally did in Last Jedi for me. Like, mm. when they literally stopped I mean, the plot yeah. to be like... There's only one job in this world that you can uh, get this rich this fast, like, and it's with these guys. And it's like, oh, like any any time they try to be woke, it feels forced. Um, and uh, it does feel more forced when you look social, at the camera and be like, look how woke, yeah, yeah. Social commentary just it's important to have. It's important. Oh yeah, no, sure. totally for sure. Granted, I think yeah, I think social issues are important to talk about. But Absolutely. Is Star Wars, but, but is Star Wars the place where it belongs? No, Star Wars is literally the place where you come to escape that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So that's why it just it never fit with me. Like, yeah. And plus, Star Wars is literally uh, the 1970s version of what the future past looked like. Um, I do love that moment when uh, when Lando just kind of looks at that one guy like. Bitch, you just shoot at my ship? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and it's actually cool to see uh, Alden, like, with the blaster. Like, when he shoots the blaster shoot like that, or it's he more, fucking yeah. looks like Han Solo. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the whole... Uh, but trying to be... Having social commentary or have, like, a sense of wokeness in a Star Wars movie just doesn't feel out of place. Because Star Wars is about escape. Star, yeah. Star Wars is about adventure. And, like... It's supposed to be time. It should, it, like, it, it should be like the films from the 1930s and whatnot. Just like total pure. Escapist filmmaking. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. and you try to bring any of the real world stuff. Like again, you I, can try and commentate on modern issues. But yeah, you can. You can do but it in a subtle. You better be. You, can, su- you better you can do be it super. In a, you can do it in a subtle way. If you're and not, then you can pick it up and be like, oh, if you, this yeah, is you, what they were talking. If you about. go super, I feel like in this, it's like I feel like in this and last. It's Jedi, way too it's obvious. Like so, yeah. Way too obvious. Mm-hmm. And L337 is going down, and, you know, Lando has to rescue his sex bot. <laughs> that's, that's sorry, but that's totally what it is. <laughs> and it's so strange. How does it work? Now, here. Uh, it works. It, yeah. <laughs> now, oh, believe now, me. Oh, it uh, works. Now, this is the part where I'm like. Yeah. Han Solo really should. If Han Solo was really going to be Han Solo in this moment, he wouldn't have gone back for Lando. I'm sorry, dude, but he would have been like, "Fuck Lando, let's go." It's like he cheated. He, and besides, he cheated like getting this ship. I'm going to take his ship. It's fair game, man. Like that's that's who would young Han Solo would have been. Also, I'm sorry. No. Like this early into like their relationship, Chewie would probably not have left the Wookies. Or at least he would have tried to get the Wookies on board, like the the uh, the fellow Wookies there. Like, yeah, because he was he was already imprisoned by the Imperials and whatnot. And he's like, I'm not fucking seeing that. Like, Chewie would have been like, fuck that. I'm gonna rescue my people, Um, or at least try to get them on board and bring them along. Um, But no, and again, like, where's the self the selfish Han Solo? Han Solo has at the beginning of New Hope. 
is a very selfish man. Oh yeah. And his, like his whole arc for the original trilogy is, you know, him becoming a selfless person. So like it's just so out of character to see him do selfless acts like this cuz that's just not in his character yet. He's not there yet. He's supposed to grow. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, and that's something it's not that supposed I, to be back I guess, and forth. It's not supposed to be back and forth. He's selfless and then he's selfish. Yeah, and I get selfless, it. Self- One more reason why this movie was kind of a mistake. Yeah. Um and uh the, and now this part when they uh let, get out. Now, of course like a I don't know if you guys were paying attention or not, but the uh, the merchandise that no, they stole. My sex robot. Oh yeah, my, my sex, sex robot. robot. <laughs> sex robot. No, don't die. Don't die. Don't. Um, and you know what's actually interesting? Sound. So his his what was the robot? It's always gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like the fact that you know that <laughs> it is interesting that uh, they have like a sentient being inside the Millennium Falcon. Like she, mm-hmm. he takes her memory chip and puts it in the falcon navigational systems and that be so you know when you hear 3po like well sir i don't know where your your computer learned its form of dialect i don't know where your your computer learned its dialect but it has the most peculiar language it's very mean i don't like it (laughs) so i mean i guess that's an interesting thing to give an origin story to but whatever so apparently these things like deteriorate after a while they're like a you know like in, like taking a, the core out of a nuclear reactor, you t- leave it out too long, it's going to fucking explode and deteriorate. Um, so they got to do the Kessel Run, which, like we said, is kind of impossible. Like, according to this, I believe it's like 20 parsecs, um, and he's about to do it in like 12, because he takes like a really, really... Ri- it's really about, instead of going like super fast, he takes like a really... He maneuvers through a risky... Uh, 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 like a a really risky um, uh, what do you call it? Fuck, I, I'm missing the word here. Uh, alternate route. Uh, yeah. Shortcut. Wow. There we go. Wow. I feel fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> words. I cannot words. Uh, so yeah. okay. Now this is really cool. The uh, the Tie Fighters coming out after them. <laughs> Uh, this was probably the one scene in the movie where I was like the most excited watching it. Yeah, because this is a pretty exciting scene. It is when you can see what's going when on. You can see what's going on? Because it's in the middle of like this, uh, this cloud-like vortex in the middle of space, and again, like things aren't. Because you know, it, this was where I perked up. Because through a lot of the movie, I was sitting and going, I was pretty bored through a lot of it. Like I'm kind of getting bored watching this again. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but then when this scene picks up i'm like okay all right, sir the see. possibility of going through the maelstrom is approximately 3720 to one never tell me the odds that's oh, that's another thing this movie really got wrong they're like you're about to do the kessel run in 20 kessel runs 20 parsecs you're about to do it in what now and he should have just like before he punched it he should have just said never tell me the odds he never said tell me the odds he never said it like Dude, you literally had the most perfect moment to just like do like a total like shameless callback to the old movies and you missed it. They have so many other shameless callbacks, but yeah. that was the one they've totally missed on the most. Although this is interesting though, like when he gets on the gunner turret, uh it's the single one. It's not the uh, the four beamed one that we see in uh, uh the later movies and mm-hmm. whatnot, which kind of just, you know, like automatically tells you right there and then that 
uh, Han Solo definitely did some modifications to himself. I mean, obviously he's going to because this Falcon looks nothing like this in the uh, the other movies. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is them, you know, doing their uh, their version of the uh, the Tie Fighters fighting the Falcon. Um, and apparently it gets so fucking beat up in this, like it turns into the uh, the beat up version of the Falcon, which it feels I'm so quick. Yeah, I'm like I'm not a fan of that because like. When you look at the the original set of the Millennium, the, yeah, it felt like he, when, it felt like there have been so many years of like the Millennium Falcon going through shit. Yeah, like it's been through. Yeah, but it feels like oh, it's just one, just one, one giant thing, and then couple... collide with Tie Fighters, and it just yeah, uh, it's no. just like one giant sort of sequence maze through going through one, Tie Fighters trying to one up, one whole then... sequence. Yeah, one whole sequence kind of put like like 55 years or like 50 years onto the ship's history and i'm like no come on dude like it almost he, feels like you know you they show him the ship for the first time it's like it's been places apparently it was just one place in this yeah and then although i did like that one moment where chewie says how old are you yamaha and chewie's like 109 you know roars and he's like 190 wow you look great for your age which I'm gonna be honest. Like, I'm glad they kind of clarified that because um, outside the books and whatnot, they never mentioned how Chewie get how old Chewie was. No, I mean, he no. was he was well, he was always to, supposed in like the the novels and um, in like uh, uh, encyclopedias and whatnot. He was always listed as like 200 years old, uh, which is why in dog I, years really. Yeah, which is why I really give like a lot of pe- like fans shit in Force Awakens. Like, hey, how come Chewie didn't get like any gray hairs? Like, because he doesn't age like you and me. So leave him alone. That's one thing where people were nitpicky about. No Force kidding. Awakens. Like, no. I personally loved Force Awakens. I loved it for what it was. I loved Force. Yeah, I loved it too. But like, I just was like so tired of people just like nitpicking the shit out of it. Yeah, it's Pick, ep- looking at it's the episode seven. Thing, it's episode seven, the dude. Smallest it's, minute things, dude. People it's, would complain about saying it it's was a shit movie. It's literally thirty years of pent up nerd rage. Yes. So I'll I will allow that, but I'm not going to agree with all of it. Um, although this thing right here is kind of cool. What he does, like when he uh, kind of that callback to the uh, um, boosting the uh, the car carjacking back in the day. Um, although I, I kind of do wish, uh, that because the, the, the car, the, the, uh, the carjacking sequence and when he uh, goes through the, uh, the really narrow alley, mm-hmm. kind of a callback to what he does with the Falcon, like, you know, puts it on its side and goes in between really narrow spaces and then TIE fighters following him, just kind of run into it and explode and whatnot. Um, I kind of wish that, uh, they followed through with that and, uh, they had like a narrow, like little Canyon that he could like. You know, go really low into, do a quick turn in through, and then pull up, and then uh, turn to the side and go through the canyon and getting rid of the last of the Tie Fighters and whatnot. But whatever, and like, yeah, it's, that's a small little thing. Um, so now they got L three on on board to the Millennium Falcon, and she's part of the ship now, navigating through, uh, and she's gonna find them a, a shortcut through the Kessel Run so a that they can quickly for my taste. Yeah, no kidding. Um, also, how is there rain in space? Because you can see, like, the little drop, sort of see the little droplets. Um, I, I don't know how, the, I mean, I know there are, they gotta like. got to make this movie happen. No, I mean, I know that there are, like, cloud, <laughs> like, cl- uh, cloud dusts yeah. in the middle of space, yeah. but how rain is there a, doesn't really make how sense. is there a storm in space? Like, uh, it, 
Look, I know that in Star Wars, in, in the universe of Star Wars, space really doesn't have any rules. Like no. in space, but it has still like even for that standard, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Seeing like a rainbow. And now here we got this wonderful, oh, yeah, mo- the, that's right. always a bigger fish, always a bigger fish, and that's okay. Um, that's another thing Star Wars needs to figure out because, and it ha- sadly it hasn't figured it out quite yet. Stop doing tentacle monsters. I know <laughs> yeah, you're trying. I know you're trying to uh, to appeal to your Japanese audience, <laughs> but uh, stop doing tentacle monsters. Just stop it. It didn't work in uh, Rogue One. It didn't work in Force Awakens. Thankfully, they had the sense to leave that out in Last Jedi. Please stop doing tentacle monsters. They look awful. Yeah. <laughs> like the rat. Do you remember the Raftars in oh, Force yeah. Awakens? Oh, like yeah. how stupid that looked. Yeah, but I was able. Yeah. Uh, but for but for a while, I was just like, oh, big tentacle mark monsters. That's just part of. That's just that's like, just dude. That's uh, that, no, 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 no. That's just straight up them trying to appeal to the the Japanese audience. Mm. Like straight up. Like, that's that's at least under my sort of international thing. International markets. Uh, oh yeah, and you know Star Wars is big on the international man. Yes. Um. Although it's, do we really need like a monster, on the Castle Run or whatnot? Because. So I mean, it's not you know for what, this movie you know because the, it just happens pretty much like a, just a quick little obstacle that they have to deal with. So yeah, it's like, oh, it's done. It's weird how this whole sequence yeah. doesn't feel like the sequence. Yeah, that looks, that's like, all... that looks like shit. Well, no, it's just like this whole sequence doesn't feel like the sequence that I've been hearing about for ages and ages and ages. Because when Han Solo first describes like this ship made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs, it sounds like a race. It honestly sounded like a like a race or something like that, mm, mm. and like I know they have like making this a race against time with like their you know their cargo on board and whatnot, but I don't know like for some reason this just doesn't feel like it has stakes, especially the fact that you know these cats are gonna make it out all right because you know it's the fucking Falcon, it's fucking Han Solo and Chewbacca and Lando, like you know these guys are gonna make it, like so it's. Like the the actual sus- thing in suspense is kind of removed here, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just I don't know. It, it, the Kessel Run, the way he always described it, always sounded like this. Um, it kind of sounded like Boonta E Pod Race. It it sounded yeah. Like it like the the boon it. Can you believe this? This movie is giving more credibility to the pod race than to the Kessel Run. Thing Never that... before in my life would I have heard that. Wow. Even even like what I was saying comparing this movie to the prequels before. Mm-hmm. Saying how you can name everybody by name in the prequels, but you can't name everybody by name in this. Yeah, I'll give you that. The, the prequels might have been bad, but at least they were memorable. And here? Oh my god, nothing. Look um, at look at where look at where we are. Look at where how it's far it's come. Yeah, we are now at a point where there is a movie in the Star Wars universe Dude, that is. I guess that's the most bland thing. And you look at the prequels and you go, "Well, actually, they did it better in this." You know, that's where we are. That's know, where we are right now. Tim. Honestly, you that know, where we are. That's I. I can only say that's just a byproduct of Star Wars being bought by one of the biggest entertainment conglomerates on the planet. That's just, I mean, it's bound to happen. Let's face it. Like, let's face it. Like when Disney got that thing, that's, it's bound to happen. So, uh, now here we go. Like 
we got one big final thrust that's going through well, like Neo's 20th Century Fox. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Right. Um, now they they truly have everything. They didn't yeah. even need to buy out Star Wars for well, like a billion bucks. They could have just bought 20th Century Fox and had it. <laughs> um, but but yeah. Crazy. Now here and here it is. Like this is where we got like the whole like goes to the side and skates at the last minute. That's pretty cool. Not gonna lie. <clears throat> And then finally, uh, and I love this little outpost. And I love again, I love the junk aesthetic to it. If only you can see it. No, no, here we can. Yeah, here you can. But yeah, totally. Yeah. Like right here, like I love the fact that all this shit is just a bunch of shit cobbled together from junkyards from the 1970s. I love it. Um, now we have the Falcon pulling in. Got the cargo on time. Made Kessel Run in 13 parsecs. Though. Han will always say it's twelve. Less than 12. I love how fucking beat up it looks now. After like it's just one, yeah, just in that right now after one. It's just like ah, that feels better. That's the <laughs> Falcon I know. <laughs> now getting things attached and they don't have to fucking blow up. And yep, there he is. He's just bragging. You know that's another thing. Um, after he makes the run, he should have a crowd. Hanzo deserves to have a crowd for making right like that sort of thing. Because then, you know, that kind of word of mouth would pick up around the galaxy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There it is. The ship's beat to fucking Lando's pissed. I love this. Actually, this is funny. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Slapping the knee. Slapping the knee. But I saw... I'll, I'll take it sure like uh, uh, it's not it, this movie is just so lackluster and it's Han Solo content that I'll give I'll give that a pass I guess but uh I do love how pissed I do off remember Lando being is in the I do remember being in the theater when that moment came where he's Lando's like I hate you and Han Solo goes I know I literally heard somebody in theater just one. Ha! Just it was it sarcastic. It felt sarcastic. <laughs> it felt sarcastic. It might as well have been because shit. You can tell sarcasm. <sighs> so yeah, now these cat. Seriously, what is with these two in their relationship? I don't buy this relationship. I at don't all. either. Cause like, dude, you know that that's part of the we weird thing about it. Like, you Here, know I have a fr I have a phrase for this. Whenever I see a forced romance, not in just any. Not in just a Star Wars movie, just in any movie in general, whenever yeah. I see a forced romance. Anakin meet Padme. Yeah. <laughs> see, Anakin and Padme's relationship, when you watch it, it is fucking creepy. Especially oh, yeah. in Hayden episode Christi two. Hayden Christensen's always looking, you know, looking. Sorry, my lady. Like. Sorry, my lady. Look, look, Hayden Christensen. Great as Anakin Skywalker, but dude, what the I'm fuck, I'm George not, Lucas? I'm never gonna say. I will never say anything bad about Hayden Christensen. I I won't say I anything poke, bad about him. I poke fun at him, but that's most. But that's totally not his fault. It's not his fault at it's, all. It's, it's the same reason. It's the same reason I don't uh, blame Jake Lloyd. Yeah, it's the same neither. reason I don't blame. Him. Like, because he got a thankless job, dude. Yes, he did. <laughs> I mean, you can As with only all... do you can only do so much with a script that you're given. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, or and not to mention the director. And it's just and it's just they were just the two actors were just settled with this script, and you just don't 
I just don't buy this romance no, at all. I, it, well, I mean, when you know he's going to hook up with no, Princess Leia, no. you're like, who, who the fuck is this? Where does she go? You have so many questions. And it's in this not movie. like Han Solo at one point was ever like, yeah, I did have someone back in the day. and no, Never said anything. She, like, turned my, she turned her back on me. Like, it just this Everything movie never gives you any answers to this stuff. Like, none. And it's so frustrating. And just when you finally feel like you're about to get a hint of what she is and who where she goes and how she fits into han solo's life the movie fucking ends yes it's so frustrating really frustrating because you could tell they were wanting to make more of these oh yeah and i don't i i really there's kinda... nothing more embarrassing than when you have something that you're setting up for a sequel and it doesn't happen oh there's it's... nothing more embarrassing <laughs> like uh uh what was it um uh fucking masters of the universe yes, back in the day yes. when skeletor came back out and like <laughs> or no 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 uh green lantern with ryan reynolds yeah, oh yeah and they had that post credit scene where you know sinestro gets the, or dragon the ball evolution y yeah when they get the yellow lantern yeah. and you're like they want they think they're gonna get a sequel that's a that's so cute that's adorable <laughs> um and yeah. totally gonna happen because i don't see anybody in this theater <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, also this part right here where Han, Han like, uh, uh, bluffs them about, like, having a whole bunch of people, like, taking them off. And then this shit happens, and the Falcon just, right on cue, just runs away. And he's like, oh, shit. <sighs> you know, I really am uncomfortable in seeing Han. Like, I'll see. I feel like this would have been played off more in whatever Lord and Miller were trying to do. Yeah. I feel like it would have been. I feel like whatever version Lord and Miller were trying to do, that scene that just happened could have been pulled off a hell of a lot better. Yeah, you're. To no, you're totally right. Yeah. I feel like that. That's. Because I feel they like had... they were trying to go for a humorous moment, and it just. The way it The just humor is really here, out of just, place in this movie. Yeah, I just. Whereas with Lord and Miller, like, every bit of humor in their films just feels Stick right. Stick the in landing. Its place. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, like you said, stick the landing, and it just feels. Boom, boom, boom! She's a woman. What? <laughs> that's the twist. What yeah, no, twist? no, that's that's that, no, that's really the twist. That's it. She's a woman. Ooh, ooh, that that was literally my reaction. I'm like, oh, she's a woman. Okay, cool. What what's her story again? <laughs> of course, she does start going into it over a nice drink. Um, apparently, like. Uh, she's uh, apparently she's literally with the rebellion um so she's uh, uh she and her like little clan is part like works closely with the rebel alliance and whatnot and she wants to restore order and fight against the empire i'm like oh right on can we see a star wars spinoff movie about her <laughs> like yeah, that everyone cool, in this movie cool spinoff everyone uh, in this spin -off movie. Of her care would actually be brief, totally you know? dude like all these characters in this in these movies like I want to see side stories. I want to see That's anthology one thing, movies about this. When I first saw this. her, I was like, "Wait, okay, there's something there with her. Why don't yeah. we follow her for the rest of the movie?" Yeah, but dude. We can't because it's called Solo. Yeah. I want to see a, a, a like an anthology movie about her. Hell yeah. So, uh, or again, even like Lando. And oh shit, it's Death Star. It's the Rodney Slap. Like. You know what? Just insert uh, what, what? Just insert like uh, supposed to be Captain a oh, shit moment. Yeah, just well, just insert like uh, Captain America. I understood that reference. <laughs> exactly. Warwick Davis. There he is. Yay! Can't have a fucking Star Wars movie without Warwick Davis no, until you he cannot. until he dies, man. 
because um, as of now, Peter Dinklage has all the good dwarf roles. <laughs> Actually, wouldn't that be amazing to watch Warwick Davis and Peter Dinklage fight for a role? Just like, you know, just, just go I like... I think Peter with... Dinklage in a Star Wars role would be really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, they fit him into the Marvel Universe. Yes, they I remember seeing Infinity War like, oh shit, yeah, yeah. Tyrion Lannister, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So let's, yeah, put... But fucking put uh, Peter Dinklage in one of these. Have oh him, yeah, absolutely. Have him save one of these yeah. movies. That'd be cool. Because how old is Warwick Davis now? Uh, he is. I believe he is in his. Uh, is he in his fifties? I'm pretty Mid-late. sure he's in. I'm pretty sure he is in his late forties or his early fifties. Um, you only see Warwick Davis for like half a second in this movie. No, he's he's got like a little bit of a role in there, like. A, He's got, he does. I don't remember. Yeah, he, well, he's in it for a few shots. <laughs> okay. Well, um, the dude's forty nine. Forty nine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, that's, that's about right. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, but yeah, there's. It's interesting, like how there's a, like a lot, of, a couple moral dilemmas here with like uh, who they're working for and whatnot, and how it relates to the good of the galaxy and whatnot. Han Solo should be like, "Fuck the galaxy! I'm working for myself." Instead, he's actually arguing in favor of the galaxy. It's so strange, you know? Which is almost the equivalent of, like, a punk rock band. Yeah, it's, like, no, it's literally... Singing the... positively about the government. Wow! Ooh, that, ooh, that hurts. That hurt. Ooh, when I see it, when I see how closely resembling that analogy is, this hurts! Fuck you know this movie. Saying? Fuck you know this I'm, movie. Yeah, you know no, I totally see what you're saying. I fuck this movie now. <laughs> Although, um, I, I will say this, though. Uh, you know how uh, when we saw first Force Awakens for the first time and we saw how cool uh, Finn's jacket slash Poe Dameron's jacket was? Mm-hmm. And we're like, I want that jacket. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I want, I want young Han Solo's you, jacket, too. <laughs> that jacket does look pretty sick. It's a nice, yeah. This this whole movie, once again. You, I thought you were about to say you wanted Woody Harrelson's jacket. And like, I wouldn't I mind that, too. That. I, like, I don't want I, Woody Harrelson's jacket. I want Hans. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I would want Hans more, but I, I, I do like me some cowboy dusters. Um, but, yeah, fucking this whole movie is like one giant commercial for uh, for their uh, accessories and whatnot. Like, that's the only really cool thing about these is just uh, how cool it looks. So... <clears throat> But um, I believe they're uh, about to about he, he Han Solo's thinking about doing a double cross, and again, it's not really for him. It's like doing it for these rebels, you know. He he literally. I remember in. Do you remember in uh, um, uh, uh, a New Hope? He literally straight looks straight up at uh, Princess Leia. He's like, "Fuck the rebellion! I want to get paid." Yes. Yeah. This is so. This is really all about himself. This is really out of character. I'm sorry. I, I know I'm talking like a broken record here, but. No, it's believe me. It's the thought. It's the same thoughts I have going in watching this over again. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. Yep. So now they're gonna do like the whole double cross thing and. God, this movie is so fucking boring. It's by the numbers. <laughs> like uh, yeah, we what? know you're gonna win. <laughs> we know you're. We totally know you're gonna win. Like yeah, we oh you, oh yeah yeah yeah. We know you're gonna all live. Like. Come on, guys. Like, this is a prequel with Han Solo. It's, it's kind of the equivalent of, uh, you know, Anakin Skywalker being Darth Vader. Like, we kind of know going in. So, what I would give for another different kind of uh, Star Wars spinoff. This is why I'm excited, way more excited for The Mandalorian. Me too. It's, seriously, it's just nothing Me but too. original characters. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention they got 
uh, Favreau on board for. Fav- John Favreau? Yeah, he's yeah. the showrunner, man. Like, anything he touches to, seems just to turn to gold. So. Turn to gold, yeah. <clears throat> I'm totally I loved, up. I'm a huge John Favreau fan. Same. I'm, looking for, I, I'm actually a bit off topic, but I'm looking forward to his Lion King remake. I'm not. To be honest, he did. He got. He got really lucky with uh, Jungle Book because Jungle Book was kind of Disney's less. Not. It, it wasn't one of. Disney's... spend too much time on it, but well, yeah. it wasn't t- one of Disney's best movies. Um, yeah, I mean, I so he, he, yeah, he did. But he just took that movie and like, I'm gonna make this way better. But Lion King, if you're gonna do like a shot for shot live action remake, you, you can't make it better. Like Beauty and the Case in Point, I went to go see Beauty and the Beast. Piece of shit. I mean, I just have the morbid. I just have the morbid curiosity, just because the way everything looks in The Lion King. And going into it, I'm like, okay, this I may be a shot for shot remake, but I know we're going way off topic here. But who cares? But, yeah. This what these people pay, <laughs> say. Anytime these cats sit down and talk, like you, you can fucking, you can fucking jerk off in the time it takes, like <laughs> this sort of thing. Like it's so fucking boring. Speaking of that, where are we? <laughs> we are. Uh, let's see. We are. Uh, one hour and forty, forty-eight, uh, forty-seven. One hour and forty-seven. Now one hour and forty-eight minutes in. Okay. So, uh, we're about we got about like twenty more minutes. Twenty more minutes. Mm, wait, how how much more time do we have? Twenty uh, or it looks like thirty. Some no, it's definitely like fifteen. But okay. <clears throat> so we're we're getting there. Bear with us, folks. Um. So now he's pulling out. The, actually, do you know how fucking cool it would be? Uh, uh, I, actually, that was really cool having the blaster. The blaster underneath, like that was actually pretty cool. But can you imagine how cool this movie this would have been if he just pulled out the tesseract? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Disney crossover confirmed. Yeah. Loki shows up. <laughs> and, at, and then at the end of ties into Endgame. <laughs> yeah, and then at the end of Endgame, when like the big when all the heroes assemble, the fucking Falcon just shows up and starts like, all the characters from Star Wars. Yes. Yes. So much better. <laughs> so now he's going to be getting like. I mean, it's all owned by Disney at this point. Exactly. So. Like that's yeah. uh, just uh, just make up the the uh, the giant mashup movies. Like that's uh, I, that's that's the one the one real positive byproduct of uh, these conglomerates having all of these properties under their one belt. Because then you can have all those mashups without having issues with licensing and whatnot mm-hmm. um but uh, uh it's it, although can you imagine if uh disney did ready player one instead that would have been interesting <laughs> so much to pull from yeah i know yeah. but to be fair like warner brothers has all the most of the stuff that's referenced in the book but either way we're getting off topic we gotta gotta stay solo on solo i guess even though solely on solo solely on solo to be yes to be sure solely and guess who the uh, the big guy to traitor is? Dun dun dun! It's Beckett. Woody Harrelson. Like we, dude, come on! I saw this coming. Like this movie has absolutely no surprises. This, this, there is no chances being to be if made. You didn't see this coming. You literally might have fell asleep during the middle of this. Probably. Um, although to be fair, even if you were paying scrutinous attention, I can see why you would get totally lost. Um, and of course, you know, he knows about the blaster hidden away and Butch fucking Paul. thing. Put your paws where I can see them. Yep. It's a bad Woody Harrelson. <laughs> <clears throat> I can try to, I just, it just, every time you try to do Woody Harrelson, it's just like. You got, you got to talk like you got your chewing some tobacco there. Just chewing some tobacco. 
always. We're just putting the polish back and see them. And mm-hmm. Risking their goddamn Twinkie. And, of course, they've been... Do- <laughs> the These Mad Max Rebellion guys have been double-crossed, naturally. Because it's got to... Bo- you know, that's another thing. This this movie should have totally been, like, a far more gray cause exploration of the Star Wars universe. Because, as you know, Star Wars has been always famously very black and white, good and evil sort good Good versus yeah. evil sort of thing. Um, although, what's interesting is, like, for Last Jedi in particular, they've really been trying to gray things up a bit. Mm. This could have been their chance to actually go full-on gray with in terms of their morality and whatnot. Um, but sadly because because as you know like han solo would have been a perfect character to establish a more gray look morality look at the star wars universe because you know pre pre a new hope uh solo would have been doing some really shady shit his Uh, face starts paul bettany's face i don't know why this just came to me random he's starting to look like his face is starting to look like the creature from the shape of water (laughs) <laughs> it's the scars it's so bizarre um, it's the scars for I sure i must be the only one that, that is ever going to connect this movie in, a sh- in the shape of water Nah, shape of water is weird enough that yeah, i could totally see someone mm. uh putting some star wars elements into it I don't know. and vice versa I just, i'm weird <laughs> it's cool but uh uh well, well but yeah what was uh the this movie would have been perfect to really go full-on gray morality with the star wars universe because pre pre uh a new hope star, uh solo uh totally would have been a perfect character for that sort of thing because mm-hmm. again he would have been doing some really shady shit and he would have been only caring about himself and you'd be like you know right on this is pretty cool uh, but instead they have to you know revert it back to good versus evil and sort of thing and it's just when you have that with Solo, it's just so boring. It's tiring, actually. Like, this is this actually movie made me, like, tired of Star Wars movies. Because Rogue One didn't do that. Rogue One was essentially Star Wars Battlefront the movie. Yeah, well, And yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'll take that. That's cool. It's it's good enough also to make me not... Also due to the fact that we don't need a spinoff movie for every single thing. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, but this I movie just... I was the fact that when I first heard they were making a Han Solo movie, I was like, I don't think it needs to happen. No, it doesn't. That's what... It, literally, just everyone was like, no one asked for this. No. No one. And f- everyone was asking for the, the Boba... on whether or not you made a Han Solo movie or a Boba Fett movie, and the coin flipped to Han Solo. <sighs> I guess. Yeah. It And boy, did all, everyone lose out on that. So now that uh, Beckett's taken the ship for himself, see now after Episode Nine, I feel like they're gonna give somewhat of a break on Star Wars, which I appreciate. Yeah. I'm just like, um, because like for me, besides Mandalorian, but that's I feel like that's its own well, thing. that's a television series, yeah, so it's yeah, cool. Yeah. That's cool. I feel like that's its own thing. Though. Television's free game. You got, yeah, 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 yeah. but the cinema Absolutely. is a little yeah. bit more precious. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I do like those designs, like that the, looks cool. the, the knuckles with the with, with the double edged blades. Which again, nice little foreshadowing for Darth Maul. Kind of cool, not gonna lie. Um, but uh, yeah, this is like the first time the, the Star Wars movie actually made me tired of Star Wars. Just, I'm like, it, it just felt like when this movie was made, I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna just gonna jerk this. Never got so bored until I saw they, like the Trade just... Federation talking. <laughs> There are even worse fucking sand. (laughs) (laughs) 
But this movie's like, dude, because this gave me a sense like because they can go anywhere, like God, then that just means because the possibilities of possibilities are limitless, like that just means there's there's no fun in the limitations of what you can do because I've always pictured Star Wars as this nine part epic saga and that's it. Like I don't need spin-offs, I don't no, need anything. No, 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 no. I'm good, man, like really. <clears throat> Cuz especially in terms of the music, like the main reason why I want to see the sequel trilogy be uh, completed is so I can listen to uh, John Williams' nine-piece epic symphony in the way that, you know, you listen to uh, Beethoven's nine symphonies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Because that that's just as good as any music by Beethoven. And... So uh, now we have uh, Kira turning on Paul like Bettany. from the shape of water. <laughs> I am the only person that's probably ever going to say that. I haven't seen Shape of Water all the way through, so I only I, watched I can't, it once. I can, so yeah, so I can't really say, but that's all right. That you do, you, man. From the fish yeah. creature from the shape. But um, I still want to know. Guillermo del Toro would have directed this movie. Guillermo del Toro directing a Star Wars movie, bitch! You got my money. Yeah. You got my money, like right there and then, like I. He's a big take fan, it right? All, oh, he is a yeah. he is an Uber He's nerd, fan, sir. Yeah. So I'm totally in for a Del Toro Star Wars flick. Mm-hmm. Like, have him direct the B- Boba Fett movie we never get. Like, fuck, that'd be amazing. Hell yeah, it would be. I'm now I'm really confused. Who the hell is Kira really loyal to? Because she seems like the most morally questionable movie person in the whole movie. Which I feel like that title should belong to Solo himself, where you're not quite sure who he's loyal to and whatnot. At this point of his life, Solo would be like tossing, you know, loyalties left and right like it's, you know, fucking Here fucking we, currency. Here we get the last look. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kira, I just don't know who she's loyal to. Is she loyal to Bettany? Is she loyal to Darth Maul? Is she loyal to Beckett? Who the fuck is she working for? Is she working for herself? I don't know. But it's it's there's so many things about her character that I want explained. Like it's not even funny. It's really really frustrating. Um, but at least, because uh, 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 right here and right then, like where we fi- feel like sh- her loyalty has always been to Han Solo, this shit happens, and you're like, now it's getting interesting. <laughs> In the last what ten minutes of the movie? Yeah, well, well, I, well, I guess like we, uh, I forgot we gotta uh, Ch- Han's gotta save Chewie and get the other uh, merch long back. We have, yeah. Uh, well, no, he. Uh, Ch- oh, and then this. Oh okay. wait, no, no, no. Yeah, that's right. Uh, um. This part happens, and then Han saves Chewie and fucking Beckett. But, uh, yeah, this... Here we go. And then when I this first was, saw this, I was like... This was cool. Like, I'm like, who? Who who we got? Like, who is this? You know, I'm like, who, ne, ne, like, who, you're... Okay, she's our... Because first off, she's already, like, triple-crossed, like, everyone. Like, she's... Uh, right here, she's betraying Han Solo. She already betrayed Beckett. She already betrayed Bettany, and she betrayed uh, Bettany for uh, Beckett, yeah, and vice versa. She's, she's going, she, yeah, she's going all over the place, and then and she's then, like, "This guy and happens," then, oh, and then you're okay. like, "Oh shit, this is right, th- right here." This is I was so not invested in this movie, but as soon as the hood comes up, I'm like, "Oh, this is interesting." I wasn't even like that. I was just like, "Oh, what? I... Who is that?" <laughs> this is so much this movie just got really interesting <laughs> but why though uh, i just want to know why i don't know i don't uh, really ca- uh, well uh, yeah i, I kind of want to know why Can you but... imagine someone just being them right and there's our being... one lightsaber 
And if you listen really closely to the music cue, it's actually Darth Maul's like Duel of the Fates theme. And that's actually Ray Park. Ray Park was literally brought yeah. in to do this, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, although now that Darth Maul's alive, there's... I just can't... I, it's never really explained. I just, you know, while they were writing this movie, like, they were just like, hey, let's fuck this body. Yeah, let's, let's, let's really give these guys a boner. Like, <laughs> and they did, but I just wish it was earned. You know? It's not earned. Though. No, but I will say, give this though. I mean, I know Darth Maul has been like one of the. He's like he's both. He's the Boba Fett of the prequels. Like he's the uh, badass character who's built up and goes out like a total punk and comes back and like the. And, the, and he the hardly no- says a word. Well, yeah, and hardly does says a word and comes back into the novelizations and whatnot because the fans love him so fucking much. Mm-hmm. But um, so I know he's been. It's been canon for him to to survive sure. uh, in Phantom Menace. But since it's really confirmed here by Disney itself, here's what I want to see now. I want to see a Darth Maul movie. Uh, Actually, this would work way better as a robot chicken sketch, but I'm just going to pitch this right here. Mm Because, again, this whole... You know what's going to happen in this exchange. Han shoots first. Because, you know, Han shoots first. We need to have that moment. (laughs) Yeah, because, like, this whole time, like, I know he's going to shoot first. Like, that's... That's the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, father figure dies and whatnot. And blah, blah, blah. By the numbers, mentor passing the torch, blah, blah, blah. But, anyway, getting back to Darth Maul, here's where the things get interesting for you, you guys listeners. Because I'm here to entertain you. This movie is not, not really, doesn't really qualify as entertainment, in my opinion. But here's, here's what I got um, a little proposal for Darth Maul. Like a, sort of like a robot ch- chicken sketch or even like a Saturday Night Live sketch. So you got Darth Maul, little kid, gets snatched out of the village from a droid attack, gets presented to uh, Darth Sidious, and he's like, "I'm gonna train you, but you're gonna, but you're you're going to hate me, and I'm gonna feed that hate, and you're gonna become like my ultimate warrior." Beats the shit out of him in training, constantly just going at it, and egging him on. He's like, you, "You're not, you're not quite there yet," and he gets better and better and better, and when he finally gets the unleash on himself on uh in episode one in phantom menace gets his ass beat by a padawan (laughs) (laughs) then he goes down and he's just crying and screaming at the bottom of the well carterizes the wound with his lightsaber and then he like literally as like his half self beats the shit out of the droid and attaches it to himself and he gets on a ship medic gets him and then like uh, refines the his uh, robot legs and whatnot and then he tries training again, and he realizes, shit, my training's all thrown off. I gotta train with my robot legs. So he beats the shit out of himself and starts training, building himself back up. And he feels like, in, in after like years and years and years of like, uh, you know, uh, uh, rehab and, and rebuilding himself and whatnot, he feels like he's finally ready to go back to his master. And finally, we will at last we will have revenge. At last we will destroy the Jedi. And the second he walks out and ready to do so. Palpatine comes up. He's like, "I'm the new emperor, and all the Jedi are dead." And <laughs> and Maul just sits down, like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck, fuck! My entire existence is meaningless. Fuck this shit. I'm gonna be a warlord." Like, that would be an amazing. That would be an amazing moment. Just Darth Maul having an existential crisis. So there's Warwick Davis loading up the goods for the rebellion and whatnot, because. Apparently Han Solo totally endorses him, the the rebellion, even though uh, he mostly should care about money. I mean, granted, he's getting paid and whatnot, but you can still tell the guy has like an interest in 
like the the rebellion's cause and whatnot you know like i just and right here like you know we're, we're having the luke skywalker moment where it's like come on we could use a good pilot like you and he just says nah but like this this scene is so on the nose like it kind of hurts like you know deep down like he's like secretly you know i'm totally for this rebellion shit but he's like nah the script says otherwise I'm gonna the do my own. The future movies say otherwise. Mm-hmm. The future <laughs> movies say otherwise. Because if like you like, they give up on it. Like once they know they're filming it, it's like, well, this, can let's we just, have to change this. Like if if this wasn't Han Solo, if this was just a random character, played the exact same way, literally the exact same way, uh, that character would have totally joined their cause, like straight up. Mm-hmm. The way that that character of Han Solo would have gone, gone with him. Um, well, but then we get no. this. Uh... Now we have this, and apparently this is on Felucia, um, uh, which is the uh, the planet where Ala Sakura got iced off in Order 66, so another cool planet to revisit and whatnot. What I love about this sequence <laughs> is Lando's Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> it's so weird, because you feel like... You can never take anyone really. That 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 felt like an Empire Strikes Back moment. Yeah, right there where they hug and he's like, no, but because at first you know when they see each other, it's very like, yeah. They look like they're, they're really pissed combative. off they and look pissed off at each other and, and they just hug and then they're like, huh! and of then course, they start going into the hug. Yeah. Although I do like the little switch yeah. here, like because he wasn't hugging because he missed genuinely missed him. He wanted to get that. He, he wanted to uh, take that card out because he knows how he's cheating. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a nice little that. That's actually one of the few little character moments that I actually really like from this. So, now we're back at a rematch, and of course we know that Han's totally going to win, because he took his card out. Han Solo has already proven himself to be an excellent um, excellent card dealer and whatnot. And plus, you know, we, we know that the Falcon winds up in his hands. Um, and it kind of goes with the whole thing. I be, You know, when he says an Empire, I beat, him fa- beat you fair and square for that ship. Um, so they have, you know, they have to wink to the camera once again when he says fair and square, I want her. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's where right here where Lando's like, oh shit, I don't have it. I don't have all my cards. This sucks. And he, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's so strange to see Lando in a Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) Um, because you know people in Hawaiian shirts you generally can't take seriously you really can't but you know what damn it Uh, I take Lando seriously no like um, but yeah no uh, Childish Gambino here like I'll take uh, I'll I'll buy that (laughs) he can rock anything yeah Lando can rock that I'll take that so here we have in the last minute like Han I mean, and Chewie Donald won Glover the thing. could come out and literally perform as Childish Gambino. Yeah, in oh, to- oh, totally. Shirt, and I would be like, totally, I'm in. I'm bored with this. And apparently, the big gangster getting ready for a job, like that's obviously not a job of the hut. And it's just so weird because you're like, there's clearly a lot of missing stuff here where he becomes the rogue that we know in A New Hope. And this right here, this shot, not the dice, that last shot should have been like the Cuts Iris in. That should have been the Iris in. But no, we had to have one last jerk off, one last send off to the 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 fucking dice. dice. God almighty. What and that was wow. Uh and so yeah. Oh well, yeah, that's that again, that was the, that was their compromise for the whole thing. Um yeah, this movie is just 
it's just overall just a disappointment. D- real but disappointment. But I really wasn't expecting much going into it anyway. Mm-hmm. That's um, yeah. At least you can say that because when you when you go into like when you're a Star Wars fan and you see Solo and you've seen the trailers and whatnot, you're like, okay, this one's got really low expectations for me. Yeah. This isn't gonna be like Episode Seven at all. Like you're not gonna be like cool hyped and whatnot, and mm. it's not even gonna be Last Jedi where you're like cool. Or even Rogue One. Rogue One, I had a lot of. I was already hyped for. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I wasn't no overly hype. hyped for this. No, 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 no. And that was probably that probably been should have been uh, uh, Disney's uh, first first uh, sign to pull the plug before even a frame of this was made. Like they should have been looking on the internet and listening to all the reviews and whatnot and be hear all the because th- as you know, like even before this, like everyone's like yeah we're not really this hyped for it but we're gonna go see it because they slapped the star wars and it on didn't it. do well um no it didn't um it was a big du- box office disappointment and it's literally the reason why all the other anthology movies are uh literally on hold for now uh that and plus i i'm, I'm pretty sure like after rise of skywalker they're gonna be like we need a break <laughs> take a break for a while yeah um so uh yeah this is I mean, I want to. I, I can't say I. I can't say that I don't want more uh, anthology movies because I totally do. Mm-hmm. I totally do. I just give me something that would pique my interest. You do like, it right. Um, like, uh, can you, you imagine? Do it right. Like, I'll take like a uh, maybe, maybe like a Darth Bane kind of thing. Okay. It takes place in the old. Show some. Show some old Republic stuff. Like, do some fun aesthetic stuff with that. You know, like take some of the uh, the concept art from the video games or whatnot. Or uh, or just go straight up into the future. Like Star Wars is a massive sandbox, and you honestly don't need to take like any of the characters from the uh, the saga that we know. You can take some take some of the other uh, stuff from uh, the other canons and make some stuff out of that. We'll go and see it. We're, it's Star Wars. We're gonna wind up seeing it in the theater oh, yeah. no matter what. That's partly the reason why I went in. When I was like, yeah, Star Wars. Though. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt obligated to see it in the theater, mm-hmm. just not opening night or opening weekend. No, I, like I said, I was like the weekend after for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I really wish we could say final thoughts on this, but... I think you all know pretty much. <laughs> At this point, you guys should know what... <laughs> I don't think we need to say any final thoughts. No. To be the, honest. The only thing I'll say is uh, give me a Lando movie now. Like, uh, I'll... Lando to- movie with Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Um, that crosses over into what i can only inevitably think that would be uh, a miles morales live action spider-man movie because oh. dude you know that they're that we're setting that up so hard in homecoming like when yeah. they had when they said donald glover is going to be in it and he's in it for like all of five minutes tops uh you know they're and set- then it became into the spider-verse yeah well i mean they you know the for a fact that Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man, live-action Miles Morales, not animated, uh, is being set up right there and then because they're like a black, like a big star black guy, you know, being uh, billed very heavily despite low screen time for a Spider-Man movie. Oh, they're doing Miles Morales, mm-hmm. and looking at it, like, yeah, totally, I can see Donald Glover being Miles. I could too. I I think he'd be a great be Miles into, Morales. Yeah, I'd be into that. Um, but Alden, uh, Alden uh, Ehrenheit, he just... I don't blame him. I'm not going to give him any, any I shit. I not give Alden Ehrenreich any shit. Because no. he was saddled with the, one of the, the 
really poor interpretation of one of the greatest. And it's not his fault. It's not his interpretation. As a matter of fact, he does just well enough to move the story along. Mm -hmm. Um, As a matter of fact, Harrison Ford actually saw this movie twice and said, He was all for him, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, too, totally. He totally praised Alden Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. I I, I swear to God. It's between him and uh, the Ready Player One kid and the kid who played Baby and Baby Driver. They have such similar names. Yeah, they, they, dude. Who was the kid in Ready Player One? What was the actor's name? I forget. Like that's why it's yeah. that's why it's eating me up because like I can't I constantly mm-hmm. get those three guys mixed up and it it, 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 it um, the but- the language gets butchered halfway in between and yeah so but uh, Aaron Reich uh, as Solo like he, he does uh, he does just a good enough job for me but. It's not on him. Like he's he's playing a young Harrison Ford. That's like playing a young Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like you just can't really do it. Like Mm-mm. so like I don't give him any crap whatsoever. Like I can jokingly give uh Hayden Christensen crap even though I know it wasn't his fault either. But that's because Hayden Christensen's performance was hilariously bad. You know? But again, I don't blame him. No, absolutely not. No. But sadly <laughs> Aaron Reich's performance is just forgettable. That sucks, that sad, dude. Yeah. It sucks. Um, oh, actually, there's one more th- complaint that I'm uh, realizing because as we're going through the credits and I'm seeing all this stuff, um, I'm thinking about like the people who worked on the music and whatnot. Uh, it's funny because we had uh, for the scores for Force Awakens and for Last Jedi. Uh, we got like new cantina scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Like we had a casino scene that had its own music playing. Yeah. We had uh, Force Awakens on the soundtrack. There's like two whole cantina tracks, so now we don't have to hear that da 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 like a million. We don't have to hear that a million times over. We can just use the music from Force Awakens, right? This music had a casino, like a little bar, but there's no there's no soundtrack to that 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 track that they used. It's there's no it's not used. That sucks. Like the one time. Never done a brief is like. No, no. Or they would have made something. Or they would have thrown in special edition Max Rebo band from Return of the Jedi. I'll take that. Because, like I said, they're singing the happy time. We we were. I mean, we were talking about that, dude. Like when you look at those set designs for the casino and the bar there. Super unimaginative. You look at, uh, uh, you know, the original trilogy. That's really imaginative. Like, might be just like some seedy, you know, desert bar with like a bunch of masks. But we'd never seen that before. And in Jedi, was literally just a bunch of Muppets. As a matter of fact, in Jedi, uh, the whole Jabba's palace thing. When uh, the whole reason why George was so adamant about that scene, that whole sequence, and why it's so long, is because George was initially so unhappy with the uh, the cantina sequence. Um, they went back to reshoot some inserts to make it seem more diverse in terms of aliens. Because when you look at the the behind the scenes set um, footage of the cantina of the original set, uh, there's not a whole lot of imagination going on. It wasn't until they shot those inserts that made it cooler. Um, so he was like, "I'm going to do the cantina sequence, but only better." So he made like 50 to 100 different puppets with Jabba being like mm-hmm. the centerpiece of that. Right. So he wanted to do it like go all out with it, and that's the reason why that shit works. Here they just kind of said it's an intergalactic bar. It's a regular bar, but it's slightly space. 
and that's why it just doesn't work. And, and now we're in with the Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm logo, logo again. Yep. And this movie is fucking finally Boring. over. So, yeah. Low point for the Star Wars. It's so great. You know, it's... I guess I can't really complain too much about this movie because no. the if we're going to be really honest, the true low point for the Star Wars saga is always going to be that fucking holiday special. It's always going the to be... The end on the holiday special. It's always going to be the holiday... The holiday special is always going to be like... The true low point for this saga. Um, even Caravan of Courage and Battle of Endor, you could argue. but And you can argue those are uh, worse. But Those are just kids' movies, though, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, just bad kids' movies. It's, it's really interesting because it goes into the whole discussion like, they might be bad, but at least they're memorably bad. Yeah, this is just this is just not even memorably bad. This is just memorable. This is just by the numbers. By the numbers, and it's not. Just, no, it's it, so the movie Solo is not a bad movie. It's just a forgettable one. So that really, it, 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 at this point, it, like to all you listeners out there, you just have to ask yourself: Do you prefer something that's memorably bad, or just forgettably, forgettably, or forgettably adequate? Like that's that's really what it comes down to. Um, so. I'm not going to say that Solo is the worst of the S- Star Wars franchise. No, because I felt like they tr- they did try. I felt like they, they tried. tried. They tried. They tried. But it's but we can definitely agree that it's definitely the worst of the Disney era Star Wars. Yes. For the time being. Yes. We'll see how other things pan out. Because Star Wars Rebels is really big right now. Mandalorian looks fucking mm-hmm. great. Yes, it does. Uh, Last Jedi, I know, like, you know, people... Then, we get mi- ri- then we're getting Rise of Skywalker in December. Yep. Uh, Last Jedi, I know, people were kind of mixed about. Same with uh, Force Awakens and whatnot. That's another... That's a whole other podcast entirely. Um, one of which we'll be able to do later this month. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but... Yeah, as far as the Disney Star Wars stuff goes, this is kind of lowest tier for them, but... You know, we could be doing worse. We could have Art Carney reading us instructions on how to put together a fucking telescope or, or, or like a we keyboard or whatnot. Jefferson Airplane in this movie. Or just, well, I, I still say Art Carney, the, the fucking instruction video <laughs> where they show you every single minute step. Those little things that are dancing on the table. And <sighs> little tiny Wookiees like, ooh. Or lest we forget grandpa jerking off to wookie porn <laughs> oh <laughs> yes that's a thing people look it up it's so You're not worth joking that's actually a thing <laughs> it is so worth the google so worth it this movie on the other hand on my part not really worth the google i just rather read han solo's wikipedia page I i'm good too. i'm good I i'm satisfied too. with that mm-hmm. so satisfying podcast yeah Good yeah, enough. Fine Good enough. A lot of fun. But uh, yeah, a lot of fun talking about this. Absolutely, one. man. Yeah. Like, uh, and you guys have any suggestions or requests? Shoot us a message, and we'll see if we can fit it into the schedule. Till next time, we're and gonna remember see- and remember to check out my podcast, Nikki B's Movie Corner, available on Spotify, Apple, wherever podcasts are available. Check it out. Sweet. Yeah, and we will see you next week with more Star Wars with Rogue One. So for now, we will bid you good night. Good night. Comtrack is hosted by Tim, Hannah, and me, Martha, and was originally created by Tim Leifheit. If you have any questions or suggestions for a future show, leave us a comment or reach us at comtrack.podcast.gmail.com. 
Like and subscribe on our YouTube channel and follow us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter page. This has been an episode of ComTrack where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. Thank you and good night.